Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Tom grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question but a lesson learned in life. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. Well, y'all, it's been a very strange journey we found ourselves on lately. Who would have guessed two weeks ago I would have asked for my release because I accepted a position for the Pacific Union Railway to follow my new dreams, to follow my new hopes and lives, to conduct trains across the lower 48 states. And now I get to truly live my dream. It's beautiful. It's something unpredictable. But in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. Hello. Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys. And that's it for the podcast, everybody. (laughs) Yep, that's it. Been a good run. Can't possibly one up that. No. Uh, we got the exclusive scoop from Braun. Braun actually sent that to me in a cameo earlier. Um, yeah, pretty wild. I, I, I heard from the dirt sheets he was actually not going to be as a conductor, but as a train. Yeah, he's getting wheels implanted on his body. He's been saving money. That's what those all those, I mean, all those Instagram shots where he had those syringes and everyone was like, oh, he's juicing. It was actually as like... Um, it was what he had to do to prep his body to get mechanically enhanced. To get the, the Thomas the Train surgery where they insert your entire body inside of a train and, except for your face, which sticks out of the front. Yeah. Yes. Toot, toot, see you down the railways. <laughs> but for real? Uh, but for real, you know. We'll miss you, Bron. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, This is genuine wrestle boys a podcast of four friends made better friends who love professional wrestling a wrestling podcast what? on the eavesdrop podcast network um who are you? check out the other shows they're you? cool i'm Derek. Ooh, interesting my name is matt i'm zach oh hello i'm Eastside. um it's, it's been like a million years since I've been here, and I, and everything's all changed since I was here last. I only missed one episode, but then we we missed an episode. It's been like three weeks, and it's been everything's long. everything's upside down. It's been a long winding road, and the uh, the the room you're recording in looks like it has more books in it. Probably, my dad buys a lot of books. Oh yeah, sometimes I buy more books than I ever intend to read. If anyone ever wants to know about the the theologian Diedrich Bonhoeffer, his entire works are right here. Dude, I'm trying to get that fucking bong hopper, dude. Fuck yeah. Dude, a theological fucking bong ripper. Fuck yeah. That's a joke for literally no one. Yeah, dude. I'm about Except to, for me. About to fucking find myself in that burning bush, dude. Fuck yeah. A guy, a really good theologian from 
Nazi Germany. He was killed by the Nazis for uh, sticking up for Jewish people, even though he was a Christian theologian. Oh, fuck, dude. Bong fuck ripper. Yeah, bongs. <laughs> dude. Fucking. Ripping that bull. That was a good bong sound. <laughs> yeah, that's because that was me fucking actually ripping a tutor off my, uh, my Zeong. Sounds like you're yeah. like like you're farting out of a bowl. <laughs> it's not now. I mean, Matt has now smoked weed for the first time because it's legal. It's, I can actually so. do it legally, responsibly under a uh, doctor's yeah. supervision. Oh, so you have to sm- go to the doctor's office and a doctor has to watch you smoke weed? Uh, yes. Yes. Well, I asked them. To. They actually would prefer I don't do that. They actually say it's a. It, Please it, stop coming. You can't come in here and do that inside. And I'm like, okay, but I need to know I'm safe. <laughs> I need a note for work, so when I show up and my eyes are closed, they know why. Okay, I got it. I did it as a doctor. <laughs> I'm an ear, nose, and throat doctor, like pediatrician. Yeah. Well, I'm like a kid, and it's going down my throat. <laughs> I'm like a little baby boy. I don't know where I am. Um. Wow, y'all, we do have a lot of wrestling that happened. This is going off the rails quick. It's a runaway, two, two. It's a runaway train. We don't have a conductor. It's yeah. because nobody wants wrestling, bro. Uh, they want entertainment. No, Matt, I'm no. glad you set me up for that. Um, Adam, Braun, whatever you want to be called now, that was a beautiful song. I'd open up Monday Night Raw with that. But you're fired, so you can't. <laughs> Just like I that mean, big bald son of a bitch Hulk Hogan. That was actually maybe Braun's last good gimmick. It was only for one week, but when he was musician Braun. Yeah. That was like the last time Braun was good, so. That really was. Um, yeah, Braun was fired. Uh let's uh, yeah, the was, re- let's let's, let's talk, talk about there's a bunch of a bunch of releases. Uh Alistair Black. Zelina yes, was uh, not Zelina. Uh, uh, Zelina was never back. Uh, Ruby Riot. That one was really surprising. Well, it's because they kept live, right? Yeah. And I know, like, mm. you just because they're a tag team, they shouldn't be connected. But like, I feel like there's more potential for Ruby than Live. But Vince likes his blonde people. Um, yeah. Live, I think, has a higher ceiling in their eyes. Okay. Okay. Because Ruby's she's a better wrestler. Super young. Yeah. yeah. Ruby is has the. You know, the curse of being a good hand mm-hmm. with a look that they just don't get. I mean, look at who the two of the people released were. They're the people covered in, in tattoos that, like, are obviously just something that Vince doesn't get. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that. <laughs> Country strong, I am inked up. Uh, yeah, what I was kind of surprised by... Not surprised by, I guess, but heartened was, to see was the uh, the outpouring of love for Ruby Riot. Like I knew that she was like you know a good hand, of course, good Riot Squad. You know, I mean, it was named after her. She could she could fucking handle herself. Uh, but um, the outpouring of love and just like how much of a person backstage, like she was a joy to hang out with and stuff like that. That's always kind of what I like. Not like to see because you never like to see this. All these budget cuts. I really hope they're starting to save a little bit of money around there so we don't keep losing my favorites. But uh, I fucking. Your favorite Braun's leaving? Yeah. Man, I'm always going to fucking root for Braun, you know? Kind of that way that you see a. You see a. You see a, an injured bird, you know? Yeah. You get nursed Did back I, to health, I, health and fly away for the first time. I feel like I missed a couple people, though. Uh, Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett. 
What Who cares? Okay. She yeah. she's friends with Chance and Race or whatever the fuck Chance and Race. Name. Yeah. Chance, yeah. And then also she was uh just like last week at like this yacht party and there was a bunch of like Trump flags and Blue Lives Matter flags and like all this shit that she was filming and got called out for it. Oh. Um so yeah, and she like she got the curse of getting called up, but then they didn't do anything yet and like she hadn't debuted so they're like oh you're super expendable and if she would have been an nxt she probably would have been fine yeah mm. and i mean bronze was because he's got a big deal he's yeah. making a shit ton of money yeah he, uh, his deal was 1.2 million a year um he was two years past his peak and then when he had negotiated that deal um top guys and only top guys can do this can get no cut clauses they can do it like randy probably has it edge has it you know people like that who negotiate deals now that are going to be considered top guys they can have that Mm -hmm. he didn't ask for it because he just figured vince is always going to love me because he was super (laughs) over when he Mm -hmm. um, signed not anymore yeah he's a train guy it's like we're kind of seeing the uh we're kind of seeing the reckoning it looks like of that absolutely irresponsible spending that was going on when AEW was kind of kicking off and they were just like signing up everybody, I, signing people to longer contracts, bigger contracts. Uh, you know, and I don't know if it was directly because of AEW, but it was happening at that time. Yeah, no. And, and it definitely was. And I think it's because they were worried that they would, you know, get like, they would be competing with like Raw and SmackDown numbers. So they're just going to take everybody. Mm-hmm. But then as, everything's kind of leveled out and AEW while they are, you know, successful in their own right and they can hit good numbers on certain things. They're mm-hmm. not hitting the total viewership and money that WWE is. And so now, especially like with the, they got the new, um, like see, like he's like the chief revenue officer, Nick Khan. He's like their big, like main talking head now. Yeah. Tony's big brother. Yeah. Tony's older brother. New Khan in um, town. And so he is just, I think, doing exactly what his position is supposed to do. And it's making sure they have um, great profits. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, it seems pretty clear too, that like the person, the people, the, the, the invisible hand behind these cuts is uh, completely isolated from the people in creative. Right. Because like there was yes. this stuff coming out about how Alistair black already had like things like filmed for a, a program with like, uh, was it Apollo or Big Biggie, Big E. And um, and so so it's like there there are plans in place, and then there's a strictly financial like perspective coming in on it, and just clearing house without much regard for anything yep. that that they've been building. But that's also kind of in line with just how fucking WWE has been the lately. It's just disregard yeah, it, whatever you're working on, and just fucking change on the on a dime for whatever reason. Yeah, and it's I think that's where there's like um a disconnect from like you know those two sides of things as well as like they see it as just it's a business decision it's nothing personal Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the fans you get personally invested that's what essentially wb creative wants you to do is be personally invested in total people and so when you do and then next thing you know like they get canned like they're gonna get a lot of uh you know backlash for that and a lot of heat because wrestlemania backlash wrestlemania backlash for it Dude, that's a good point. I mean, because it is, it's like, that's what makes, that's what makes it watchable is that you get into the fucking characters, you get into the people 
And now there's mm-hmm. like zero, almost zero certainty of who's going to stick around and who's going to be cut on a, for Randy <laughs> on, a, on a moment's whim. Yeah, Randy's pretty safe. But like, um, so that makes it way hard to watch the program too because it's like, I don't want to invest myself in these Bro, people. It's nothing personal. It's just business. It's entertainment business. I don't yeah. think the fans, those mocks, they don't understand that. But like what, it, but, and I think that's honestly the mindset behind why this is happening but it's like in what world are you gonna at some point you're gonna have to create a product that keeps people engaged like numbers aren't doing great Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah they're not doing great as far as um television numbers but their profits are ridiculous yeah that peacock thing yeah oh they got lots of money from that oh yeah like honestly and this is one of the reasons why people are kind of like wondering why these moves are happening um, is uh, people are thinking that Vince McMahon may be trying to kind of look good on a sheet and have record profits so he could start shopping it around and selling it. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for NBC Universal, this would honestly probably be one of the smartest buys that they could it do. It would. Because instead of having to go into bidding wars with, let's say, Fox and all this and paying, let's just say, like over the course of five years, over a billion dollars mm-hmm. and then have to renegotiate again and again, they could pay that billion dollars and then they own just own WWE. it. And they yeah. don't have to then, pay it again and they get all that profits. And then get Vin Diesel in the wrestling ring. I mean, the kind of shit we might be that able was, to see. Yeah. That was a rumor like a few years ago was D- Vin Diesel and The Rock. Like that was like a serious <laughs> dirt cheap rumor. If it was a few years ago, it would have been a legit fight. That's what it was. <laughs> that It was when that, that stuff was happening between them. There was like rumors that it was actually going to happen. God, the Rock would have brought me back too, bro, and I would have wrote everything, and it would have been the hottest shit since Stone Cold Steve Austin, which I did. I would pay so much money to see that never, in person. I would, I would be the Mark paying like $1,000 for front row seats. I would. Oh man! Just that would... see, seeing them both carrying around the apple crates that they each have to stand on, taller <laughs> than the other one. Oh no! I watched Fast Six last night. Uh, the Rock has like platform shoes. I mean, Vin Diesel has like platform shoes because he's oh, yeah. only six foot. Mm-hmm. He like he wears these shoes so he can be taller than everyone else. It's great. Yeah, like there's a scene between the two of them that switches between being behind each other's shoulders, yep, like each of their shoulders at the, the end of fast six. Oh my God. It's so the perspective is buck wild. It's like, where's, where are these cameras located to keep making each of them taller than the other, depending on the shot. It's, it's mind boggling. Just how many mm-hmm. hours of work went into like protecting these men's egos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's interesting the thought of them selling. Um, I could see the as bad as people say the product is. I think without Vince, it will go downhill. No, it's, it's so it dep- hard to see. It de- it depends on what the structure would be. Yeah, well, because, they want to make a Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily that they want to make like a cinematic. Like they already kind of have one. Like that's they, true. They already. Like that's what wrestling kind of already is. Mm-hmm. It's already yeah. that, and so what they want to do is become like a like more seen as a multimedia company and not yeah. just wrestling. But that's what they've wanted since they branded themselves as sports entertainment. We we make movies, mm-hmm. pal. I'm in the sports entertainment business. Have you seen the chaperone? Nobody saw the fucking chaperone. I saw the chaperone. 
one person has seen the chaperone. It's not good. Um, and I and I think um one thing that people also need to realize with like these cuts and everything is remember back in 1997. Uh, yeah, I do. Bret Hart had just signed that deal. He was champion. He was five time WWF champion, and at the time was champion. Vince was like, "Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm gonna pretty much cut you. Like you're, we're not gonna pay you the money, and we want out of your contract." Like that was go negotiate with WCW. That was happening then, and even by the time shit was already like was better for them financially because they weren't that good off financially like they are now. He still was like, "Yeah, fuck you." Like, oh, we're gonna go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, yeah. like Vince will do that. Like he, they were had writers meetings back in two thousand and uh, when I think it was two thousand three. Was that when uh, Mister America was there? Yeah. Um, on how to get rid of Hogan. And that was Hulk Hogan, like, mm-hmm. and they oh, were yeah. lo- they had just lost like The Rock was going to Hollywood, Austin retired. They're like, yeah, how do we get also now get rid of Hogan? <laughs> so, like, they are not afraid to just cut who the fuck. Right? He's like made a kind of a Vince has made a kind of a career ar- around uh, saying one thing with absolute intention of doing the other, uh, to like basically just be a coward. And it makes you like I don't know. It makes it so hard with all these cuts. Last year, this year, now this most recent round, it just makes it so much harder to like want to watch the brand or invest in the company like emotionally because it's just like, oh, it's so apparent that you don't give a fuck like we give a fuck. And so it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I want the best for for these folks that we're rooting for who are putting their bodies on the line. And it's like, man, I don't know. I, I hope if they do end up selling it, make a make your fucking bag and then retire and let Someone Triple else H will, run it. Let Triple H run it. And maybe we can get a like, you know, because he understands how to make you care about a character, and that there's mm-hmm. like that 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 kind of uh, relationship between the audience should be a little bit more nourished, or else the audience is just gonna go away. Yeah, but that's the thing. If it's not in the family, like Triple H isn't even safe. Never. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, essentially, the way I view it, that, that it would probably happen is that. It'd be much like when um, I forgot the name of the company that bought um, UFC, and Dana White is still the figurehead. Dana mm-hmm. White still like is the decision maker on that. It's just he now like he's not necessarily the one that owns it all or oh, was okay. in charge. Even though the Fertitas that had owned it previously, it's a, the Fratellis. Yeah, the Fratellis. The Fratellis from the Goonies. The Vegetas. The Vaginas. Um, and ah, so. Yeah. But Dana White always was the figurehead and like was a minority owner and all this stuff. But now he like, he doesn't really own anything, but he's still the figurehead and makes a decision. Okay. And okay. It would probably be like that. Like where Vince would still be like head of creative and all this, but he'd probably just have like a boss on top of that that would be like, "Hey, we can't go on a random signing spree," or "Hey, we need to do this, this, and this." So. Yeah. Um, where do you want to see these people? It sucks, dude. What's so? I think everyone's fine. I don't think Braun's fine. Braun's gonna would go to Impact. That'd be the one spot I could see him. Braun, yeah, if he stays in wrestling, he like Braun. If he's smart, doesn't stay in wrestling. He immediately pivots right now because like his body. He has some ability. His body and also like his look, like his size, and like he does have a natural charisma. Like yeah. I now is when he pivots to doing something else to like 
Go be like be, a big goon in movies. Well, mm-hmm. like follow Batista and like be like and be a bo- like a fucking Bond henchman. Though I know that they wouldn't hire him necessarily because Batista they hire people who are good actors even if they don't act like Batista did in in the last oh, Bond. Oh, why? Just because I just because I looked down the barrel of that camera and forgot my line that one time and it was super uncomfortable. I can't act. Oh, oh, yeah. I see. Oh, because I publicly failed at it. Um, um, I mean, it could be like, uh, was it Frankie Dukes in uh, Bloodsports? Like, I'm not your oh, pal, yeah. dick face. He literally is Frankie Duke. Yeah. Well, well and um, yeah, I, I know he talked, but there was like something going around that he was trying to talk to Vince about how he could maybe get some, uh, some some time uh, allocated to go join some like strongman events because he really is in like probably the best shape of his life. Um, and he wants to, I know that was something he talked about wanting to do. Go so, flip tires and carry some kegs and shit. Yeah, exactly, dude. Fucking chuck fucking big old like logs around. But like, um, so I don't know. I, I could see, I would love like in a wrestling capacity. My favorite thing for Braun is if he like showed up in Japan. But just to be like, no. G one Braun, he would hurt everyone. G one Braun, no, I need it. Um, just to see it. it would that's be... like as that's as dumb as people saying Dream should go to Japan. No, that's no, that no, because Braun actually has a physical presence that I would love to see him. Like, oh, wouldn't you love to see Braun Strowman just standing across the ring from like Minoru Suzuki and just no. be like, what's gonna happen here, baby? <laughs> Bron's gonna two, hurt you him put on him accident. Into, like, like Ishii, and then like you realize that Ishii is like five foot four. Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah, dude! My favorite but, thing. I like, was gonna say. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say my favorite. Uh, my favorite thing on. Uh, on no, my, I don't know. On Dynamite that I liked this week was fucking Nick Camarado, just because he also has that fucking Frankie Dukes look. Now just get fucking get Braun over there and have him do that. No. Do it. It wouldn't work. Bron would, Bron would probably be best served going to Impact, or honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in like six months a year, he just shows back up. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the answer. Yeah. He's not. I don't see him landing anywhere else in wrestling. You know, like the balance of how much money he can ask for versus what he's worth to anyone but WWE is like. Oh yeah, he'd have to take it, It's yeah. It's just. It makes no sense for any either side. Like he can make more money going doing something non wrestling than he could get from than anyone else should pay him for wrestling besides WWE. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, I, Tommy, yeah, Tommy, end. However, yes. I do want to see in a G one. I I would be surprised if he ends up doing New Japan and stuff like that. Especially with the way he kind of left. It was very different than other people. Him and Samoa Joe were very different than, let's say, a Mox or a Rusev or a countless other people that have made the jump. And they were very cordial and were like mm-hmm. saying, like, maybe see you down the road. Maybe we'll meet, like, see you again. Um, like, on the, like, live stream that uh, Tommy Ann did, very... Like complimentary of the company just in the oh, last yeah. couple of years which is really tough and it's almost like I wonder if they even positioned it's like hey we're gonna cut you now go do your thing we know we haven't been seeing like you know exactly it eye to eye for like what you want and what we want so go do your thing and then we'll talk again later and that's mm-hmm. what it seems like is that he's very open to 
wanting to come back. He's not burning that bridge. No. No, yeah. he's one of those guys who, because of, like, the platform he's had the last few years, like, you know, not everyone knows who Tommy End is, but a lot of people know Aleister Black, and he's in a position for sure to just, like, wherever he ends up, he's going to raise his own stock. He that needs to go yeah. to Japan because he yeah. works so well I just don't, I don't want any of them to show up in AEW. Maybe Ruby Riot. Or whatever her, she, her she's is. the one that needs to go to AEW. That's yeah. the person they need to sign. They need to have Heidi Love. Do they there. do they have any big ex WWE women? I'm trying to think of their women's division. Well, I don't right want now. to say big, but like well, you know, like it's hard. Ty Conti was in NXT, but she was a name. And then, um, like, uh, I don't, I. That's about it. That like, but it. Not honestly, like, yeah. not like main roster WWE. No, not like a like, no, because they don't cut women as much. No. You know, yeah. like, I mean, Ruby Riot was kind of a mainstay. She was like, "Oh, we don't know what we're doing. Let's have him have a match with Ruby." Mm-hmm. Like, mm. no, she's, oh, she's like, incredible. Heidi, yeah, the Heidi Lovelace name popping up on an AEW screen would like pop, like pop viewership. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, totally. like the the it. Indie marks and stuff that I think feel like I do, like AEW is um like maybe the like lowest level of like priority of wrestling viewing every week. I I can't watch like there are weeks when I'm like at least Raw is easy to watch even if it's bad. You're blowing it my just, mind with your logic right three now. Three hours? I because it AEW makes me actively mad. <laughs> Raw just Raw just happens. Raw like it just washes I over me. It is just like a series of events, and yeah. then it's over. <laughs> I See, don't understand. I would, I would rather be mad watching something than uh, watching something. Uh, I'm with boring. You. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> I just. There are things about AEW that make me mad, but the wrestling is actually really good. Um, did you see Kofi versus Drew? That was really good. Uh, I did not. I did not. I did not. It was actually Kofi and Drew been having some solid matches. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Kofi is like what for the past month? Like they just rehashing the same thing every it's week. Two weeks. <laughs> just a couple weeks, but okay, they, so they still got they, a few weeks to go with it. What actually was dope about it though is like they stepped it up in the last one, like the the main event one, and apparently like Drew was pretty fucking like worked over when he got to the back, like pretty gassed. tired and just like fucking um also like beat up, like they just went to war. That's awesome. Mm. That is really fucking cool. Yeah, and that's like so cool that like. Basically, like that, people have that respect for Kofi. Like, like you know that Drew has this respect for Kofi. You know, to be like, yeah, beat the shit out of me. Like, push me. Like, I'm sure that's something Drew wanted. Was like, hit me, because that's that. You know, criticisms of Drew's run as champion and just like his run in the main event are like, it's that main event style. It's you know, big big dude fights is like all of his mm-hmm. feuds. And so, like him versus Kofi has been cool because it's different. Like, yeah. and it's pushed Drew into that level, like kind of where he was in NXT. Honestly, that short, tiny run they had in NXT was like, oh, and even like back when he's on Impact and stuff like that for a short run, like that was the cool Drew Gallo- Galloway shit that we got to see yeah. for a minute. So, um, let's Drew see, Gallows. Okay. Um, what, um, where do you think Lana will land? If in uh, wrestling, I, on, she's... on Twitch. 
I mean, I think Miro, I think, yeah, Miro, that's his name. <laughs> um, I almost called him Rusev. Um, I think Miro will be like, I think I could see her showing up with him. Not maybe not even hired, but just for as a wrestler, but just being hired as like a valet, valet or, something. or something. I could see it, but honestly, I don't want it. I, it's, I a, like, it's a big retread. It's just a huge retread, and I think mm. Miro is really finally starting to get to do his thing in AEW, and it would be kind of... It would he, exact, needs, he needs to like shed that entire Rusev fucking... Because anything's just going to yeah. bring you back to thinking about WWE. But that being said, I could see them trying to do it. But I also think Unless, she's but, one of those people who makes a, can make a lot of money outside of the world of wrestling. She's like yep. a fucking entrepreneur. I, I don't think she can make that much money because she would have done it already. I mean, I don't know. I think she's got her hand in a few pots. I don't think she's like strictly a wrestling business person. I think she's got other no, like I, makeup, I, I know. Makeup, makeup brands and like other shit that she. Well, works I with. mean, because Eva Marie was doing the same thing, was trying to do the same thing, and he's just coming right back. I, there can only happens. be there can only be two Bellas. True. Mm. True. The 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 <laughs> thing that Lana has going for her that um Eva Marie does not is that she's a, seems a likable person <laughs> in real life. Um. You know, like, cause I, I think even Marie was even like starting to have some, like, some tractions of like doing some podcasts and stuff, and like, had, like, so it was streaming shit and was like actually getting some like viewership, but she keep, kept saying stupid shit. So, um, Lana, I think like, well, I mean, Lana could just go do modeling and shit, and she'll be fine. Like, yeah. I, I think, yeah, like, she'll be fine. And unless she comes out literally with a tank on AEW to debut, like smashes through the set in a tank and just go full on with the retread like just be like we know what we're doing and uh-huh. we're like making fun of it i i definitely don't want to see it like yeah. that's like unless she li- like runs cody over with the tank there we go that would, yeah. that would yeah. be a debut there we go. that would be um, now that's a, that's how you write the book and then i i think also like her big downfall aside from apparently um not being good being, I don't think she's as good of a person as people think because apparently she's the one that sold the story to TMZ that her and Rusev were engaged. So that's shitty because that's what essentially ended Summer Rae's run um, completely. And then she also sold the story for Eva Marie popping on a wellness violation to TMZ. And that also she's ended, just, also making, ended her run. She's just fucking selling stories to TMZ. Yeah. She's gonna, she's that's what that's what she's gonna do. She's gonna be on that TMZ show. She's gonna like, become Ryan Satin. Like I could, mm. I could, I could see something like that. Like she becomes an internet personality, and uh, you know, her, and also her other downfall was that she wanted to be a wrestler. <laughs> no, okay. it, it's not. It's not trying to be shady towards Lon. It's just that she wasn't good at wrestling. No, she was a great manager. Exactly, a great personality. Like her and Ruth said that that first run was fucking awesome. Is that the one with Aiden too? No, no. Before that, it was the one where it was she was like in like the power suits and shit and. And then fucking Rusev was like the Bulgarian brute, and then also yeah. like he was the Russian guy for a while. They had like two run versions of that run that were both great. Like his first initial run, like the undefeated run, were like the Russian thing, and then even after he switched to actually being Bulgarian, like they managed to keep the gimmick alive again. Like after the stupid Summer Rae Dolph shit, mm-hmm. like and throwing like Ru- yeah, Rus- Rusev's second. Uh, United States title run was like also really solid. With yeah, and so 
it's like she was great at that because not everybody's meant to be a wrestler. Like, yeah, Titus O'Neil is like the best fucking guy. He's pretty charismatic. Like as a personality, he's great to have there, but he should not be in that ring giving concussions out left and right. Yeah, he should be looking naked in his tiny trunks. He should he should be (laughs) he should be under that ring slipping and sliding, right? Exactly. Right. Um, who else was released? Is that it? Santana Garrett. She can go to fucking Vision Dojo again. So yeah, exactly. Um, She'll go. Yeah. Just hang out with her, her pedophile buddy. But it's like, who knows where, like, when, it's like, that's the thing that's hard. That's honestly why I've been having a bit of an issue watching even, like, the, the condensed versions of Raw and SmackDown. Because it's like, it's hard to watch now and be like, who's next? Who's going to get fucking cut? There's no security for, like, any of these folks. It's just like, I don't know. It's it's rough. It's rough out there. Uh, it's, sometimes that company doesn't make it easy to, to fucking uh, tune in. But that being said... Was there anything other other than it sounds like a pretty sick main event on Raw? Uh, anything of a major uh, importance going on over there right now? I did miss it this week. Um, T, um, the RK Bro is still getting getting real over. Looks Woods like, had a match with against Randy Orton. Yeah, Orton. Um, Woods had a match. I was actually really stoked that Woods is getting this opportunity to wrestle <laughs> singles because he's really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Randy won with the Bro Derek, mm-hmm. and then like. They actually honestly could have a really sick tag team pose because, like, um, Riddle's fucking, like, the, pose he does. And the, and then, like, the Randy and the, like, they all, they look the same. They kind of so do. Riddle's mm-hmm. is, like, on his knees. Yeah. And so they could honestly be a super mm-hmm. sick pose. Um, and so they're they doing look that like, whole thing. their silhouette would look like Goro from Mortal Kombat. Dude, I'd buy that shirt. <laughs> I'd buy that shirt. It just says Goro, WWE. <laughs> WWE's Goro. Or bro. Uh, I think Jimmy Smith was a big upgrade on commentary. That's what I heard. Okay, yeah, I think uh-huh. I heard that he did a fucking great job. Yeah, um, Adnan Verk is a. I guess we talked about this last week. Um, Zach, you were not here. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. That dates me real big. Um, <laughs> I said Adnan Verk's a great commentator for other things. We didn't have mm. the energy for combat not. sports. Not that um, same energy. Yeah, he's. Even like I, I was a big fan of his ESPN radio show. Like I used to listen to him quite a bit and stuff. Um, and I I always really liked him. Like I mean I I followed him on Twitter already. Like that like shows like where I was at with him. You know. Um, but there's a huge difference between filling like you know an hour of mid middle of the day sports radio and commentating live wrestling like. You know, his and his show is always like a relaxed style of show. Like, it's not. It wasn't even like one of those guys that like is just like can keep an hour going just by himself. You know, he's not fucking Jim Rome. Like, yeah, it would be him and like a buddy chat, just chatting about sports and then digressing into like talking about movies because he's a big movie fan and stuff. Like, yeah, and that's a great like radio or podcast listen. Yeah, but not, not great commentator yeah. for wrestling you need to be electric yeah. you need to be able to kind of harness that energy in the ring and it's, yeah it wasn't there especially on raw when you have three hours you got to keep that energy going and so i feel that jimmy smith does a way better job at it just because i mean he spent years in bellator and it's like combat sports you're going to always have that you need that energy you need to make things even more exciting because that's how exciting it is there you got to match that and sometimes be able to push it up and over yeah. That's what Jim Ross, especially in this prime, was so good at is 
he was fucking he would get like add just that little dash of extra spice in there we talk of, about with, with yeah, his energy adding, and shit adding adding lyrics to the music that the wrestlers were making and it's like that's a cool thing he, to say he's like he's doing like those like background like vocals that just hit real good like oh yeah. i hear that i guess that like right. enhances what we're we're, we're watching <laughs> oh my god flash flash forward to last night when uh i mean jim ross trying to say andrade elidolo <sighs> Boy, that's pretty funny. Andre fun. El Igloo. No, dude, straight up, he was like, oh, man, we're so lucky to have a powerhouse. Like, Andre, uh, Andre, what? help me out here. And then, like. El uh, Igloo. No, he was, oh, yeah, he was I, like, oh, and, it. It Andrade El Igloo. Andrade El Igloo. I guess let's get to. Uh, Andrade El Igloo. Let's, uh, yeah, I guess let's uh, go to Dynamite just because it already, it just was yesterday. So it was. This is, this is a weird skip around. Well, fuck it. Actually, we really so, should, should talk we about double talk or nothing. Double it? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about double nothing. It's just that, you know, Andre El Igloo's. So Andre debuted last night and his name is just El, Andre El, Andre. Andre El Idolo. El, okay. Okay. Uh, yes. Yes. Andrew Which, the um, Idol. Yes, which but, is a bit of a mouthful. We'll get used to it. We'll probably just end up having like, I'm guessing we'll it's because we can't call him just straight Andrade, because I'm guessing they had that. But since Andrade is his actual last name, you can still use it. You just have to add El Idolo, kind of like Pentel Zero M. So mm. can't call him Pentagon. I want to call him my dinner with Andre. Um, you can call him whatever you want, whether it's correct or not. Just don't true. call him late for dinner. Don't call him late. <laughs> Y'all see that video of him um, suplexing Ric Flair into the swimming pool? Pretty, that's cute. Pretty fun. Brother, I bladed during that too. Came up crimson mask. And then my baby girl uh, Charlotte just started come, yelling at me. He did come out of the water selling it, and I thought it was pretty cute. <laughs> He's bleeding, <laughs> just fucking like... Ric Flair on social media has been on one recently. He's been like calling out like random people like LeBron for not respecting him when he came and did like did a hype up thing for the Lakers. LeBron didn't acknowledge him and he like posted a thing like calling out LeBron yeah. for that. I think it's like LeBron, my dude, LeBron was warming up for a professional basketball game. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and he's in Space Jam. He doesn't need you. He's got Bugs Bunny. Also, he likes Stone Cold. Yeah. Also, he's <laughs> way more famous than you, Rick. <laughs> Um, but let's yeah, let's talk about double or nothing. Let's do it. Um, the, the buy-in. Buy Serena Deeb defeated Riho. A fourteen-minute match, a banger of a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Serena Deeb remains the champion. I don't understand, and I. Oof. Okay, I do understand. I wish it wasn't on the pre-show, just because it it stood up against a lot of matches that were on the main card, and I kind of wish you would have done the fucking battle royal, even though. I think really, it's because it was, really cool it's, it was a cold. It's a just a cold match. It was a cold match, sure. And mm. the the shit with the uh, with the the battle royal had like an impactful moment because it was a big crowd moment. Thinking, you know, I don't want to fucking get all spoily on it right back, but like everyone the, was the, loving the, Jungle Boy. The the battle royal is like a staple with Double or Nothing because it's like the casino battle royale. It's also just mm-hmm. a staple on their fucking it's like on their, their pay-per-view shows thing. anyway. Yeah. yeah, they they always have a geek battle royal, which I usually mm-hmm. love, and I say mm-hmm. I usually really enjoy Ooh. a good geek battle royal. Ooh, this, this one didn't one, do it for you. 
Oh, yeah. we, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get into okay, it. Okay, There's okay, a okay. card, Matt. Okay, I'm sorry, yeah, Matt. Let me stop trying to take the reins from me. Fucking sorry. You're not going to go in order. Yeah. Sorry, I'm We're hyped up on... trying to take the Roman reins from him. I'm hopped up. Yeah. On, I'm, I'm really He's hopped, my sexy friend. I'm hopped up on caffeine. And we... Um, We've got the sex, the second sexiest man in wrestling, Hangman Adam Page, uh, beating Brian Cage. Second to the finest, Conor Reeves. Um, soon to be Baby Daddy. Um, congrats, Hangman. Hunk of the Year award from another wrestling podcast. Um, it, Hangman's getting. You can't give wrestling observer. Of, you can't give him Hunk of the Year when Roman Reigns is the thing. This was like th- two or three years ago. I mean, Andrade is also still a thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hangman, Adam Page, he beat Brian Cage. It was fun. Fun time. It was a like lot a, of these. I was gonna say it was like a PWG match. It was great. Yeah. They were just they like. I, I don't think it went for that long. Twelve minutes, and it they felt like they put twenty minutes of shit into it. And yeah. so it was go go go. It was perfect opener. No, yep. go go was later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was cool. Um, I'm excited for Adam to finally get get up the card a little bit. Get that little push ski. Let's do it now. Yes, I agree with you. Um, we had the Young Bucks uh, defeating John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Um, this was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a little slow at times and a little awkward at times. Yeah. And then. They I like mean, did. They s- gave Eddie that hot tag that everyone knows him for. Yeah, the big Eddie Kingston hot tag where he didn't look, look like he knew what to do. He's like, uh, I guess punch. <laughs> um, he, he looks. I I almost appreciate it because he looks like if the the character Eddie Kingston was a real person and these were real fights, he kind of wrestles like what would actually happen. Just like, what do I do? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what myself. to do right here. I just Yonkers. gotta go punch the guy. <laughs> Almost like one of my moments of the night. One of my moments of the night was when fucking uh, uh, Kingston and, and Moxley came out because we did have the full sold out uh, Daily's place, which of course makes you cringe a little bit. Because maybe are we maybe are we not ready for it yet? Maybe <laughs> maybe we're not quite there. But and if so anywhere good. is Florida, it definitely isn't. <laughs> yeah. But oh my god, did it not feel so good to have? And, like the energy that fucking. Uh... Oh. Um, Mox had when he was walking out. It just like it just exploded, you could just, and you, you could, could tell see. he was just feeling it. And the, the um, amount mm-hmm. of like amazing promos that Eddie's been doing the last like month or couple months now, like I think that all culminated with fans finally getting to be like, "We're psyched on you, dude. We actually respect you on a human level." And I felt like there was a real connection moment there in the entrance that I was like, "It was better than the match." I think the two of them coming out to the ring was more uh, remember. I remember it better than the match, at least, but also. Yeah. yeah, I mean the match was like I said, it was good. Like they're all great professional wrestlers. Like Nick Jackson, I think has like one of the best hot tags, just like in general. One of the best um, Chris Hero fucking uh, cosplay. I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, they look like shit. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Jackson <laughs> they... like needs to realize he's getting into like bad territory with that hair. It's it's gross. Like he look, they look like the grease that like you find in the corners of like a McDonald's that just shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. And like, they just moved some of the equipment for the first time in 15 yeah. years. She's like, Oh shit. Oh no, we didn't know this was back here. Oh, this is not good. And that, I mean that fucking hair though, like 
it looks like a home done a homegrown bleach job. Yeah, you like bleached it kind of, and same with the beard. Anyway, I think it's act- I mean, for being heels, it's effective. They look like shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, I think they kind of like they did so many fucking falsies, and I know there's gonna be a million falsies, but dear lord, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it, it ruins falsies for the other matches, because then it's like when you do like when Mike Mox hits like the fucking paradigm shift. It's like I knew I, I just knew it wasn't going to be the end. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Young Bucks ruining other matches on the card through false finishes and doing too much. I mean, I think that just kind of sounds like a Young Bucks match. <laughs> but at least usually, like, they would go at the end when they would do that. Yeah. Uh, that is an interesting point. I feel like all of the fucking EVPs really are so into getting their shit over at the expense of uh, the rest of the else. card or the larger picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it honestly feels spiteful at this point because of all the shit they were getting for, like... For having a bad show. For having... And not, like... Being the like the you know the focal point when back when they should have been, mm-hmm. they got it backwards. Like I, by this point, we should be past that. Right. Yeah. They, that, that by this point, th- by this point, they should be getting the people over that they started with. You know, like they they. I'm with you. AEW in general. They've done everything backwards. Hundred percent. Like, I'm with you. I think you know that's that's the thing. They're, do, they're right now. They're doing that thing where like we're giving everyone what they wanted. Oh, you want Japan Young Bucks? Oh, you want best in the? You want the cleaner? You want that? It's like yeah, we wanted that when your shit started. <laughs> now we're a year into you having a fucking lackluster product. We don't want it now. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like the only younger talent they're actually kind of getting right, in my opinion, it might be controversial. Is MJF, as far as getting somebody over who's that young. But like, I mean, I I agree with that. Even though I don't like MJF, like MJF stuff either right now. But they're actually getting him but, in a place of prominence. They they he he has elevated up the card, you know, like mm-hmm. through interactions with them. Like his his like feud with Cody actually did elevate him. Yeah, he's the only one. Uh, he's at, the only one at all in. He was in a, the first match, and I don't I don't remember if it was televised against Matt Cross, M Dog. Hmm. Oh, and so from there, and get going all the way now to like main eventing, and mm-hmm. like he has right like was in his stock like that much, which is like to Zach's point, it's like that feud with Cody, mm-hmm. really, and helped. like his his feud with Jericho. Mm-hmm. But where is he's that, the only one that, <laughs> that's I mean, gotten like, that out of it right now? They're giving oh, God damn it! I just want to jump to this battle royal, but they're giving well, the treat. Let's, it's next. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, it was boring. It was so weird too, because like people would come in and it's like they kind of do it like kind of Royal Rumble style, like you come in in groups, but like individually. But yeah. They also use shoot time and show it on the thing, which is so stupid. Yeah, working because the time. there's work parts the where it's like, oh, there's a minute plus left, and they're just kind of all like brothering around, like punching and choking and stuff. And fake like trying to push each other uh-huh. over, and it's mm-hmm. like there's so much time. Like people like Colt Cabana were in there for like thirty seconds. I mean, even though he probably yeah. enjoyed not hurting himself and yeah, getting paid. And wasn't it Matt Hardy who eliminated him? Yeah, like I, that's what made me the most mad about this is Matt Hardy was in it for too damn long. They just had to get a couple of fun little spots in there with him and Christian, I guess. Mm. 
And those were fun. I, I like those, but like I did too. You, there's we're ways the second bri- guys in our. We're the Martys. <laughs> <laughs> there's just like you don't have like you don't have to have Matt be such a focal point of the match and shit and being there like yeah. forever to get to those points. Like especially because Christian was like what like one of the first people to start the match, but I kind of keep forgetting that throughout the way because of the way it, it was. The match itself was tiered and structured so strange. That it's like when Christian's there at the end, it takes away from the fact that like, oh he's been in this whole match. It just didn't. He feel should have as, been like, more of a focal point of like almost getting eliminated and like fighting from underneath and all this stuff. And so when he's there at the end, it's like oh fuck yeah, Christian's still there. Like he still has a chance. And then yeah, exactly. The um the Joker was uh Leo Rush. That was that was that the was cr- sick. The crowd pop was sick for that. Like that was also like a cool thing about having crowd back. He's like. That reaction and watching him drink it in was cool. Yeah, that's super cool, especially just because he's been really doing a lot of cool stuff. Like he was gonna retire at one point, but I think he just got real bummed out. Um, and then he's, like, is he still like nineteen? He's like twenty five, twenty four. He's probably like a oh, okay. twenty six year old piece of gold at this point. Yeah, but um, he is um signed in New Japan, like doing their kind of stuff. He's doing MLW, and he's not um signed with aew just kind of more of a handshake like hey like we're gonna work together we can do some stuff um what kind of sucked for him is like he didn't have necessarily anybody good to like base for him so it's like he went for like yeah. that that stutter against uh hardy it just looked like shit he botched like something else and so it's just like one of these things and he like, was in and out quick and yeah he was in there for what like two minutes like, like that's it. you you don't treat your special attraction like that i know he's not anything crazy but like give him some sort of shot it should have come down to him christian and jungle boy at the end like yeah it's like the new joke where the person that they have in like fucks up like with like i don't think leo rushed anything bad but like when matt seidel was the secret person and he slipped and it's like it's like they're they don't treat these people like they're a big deal, so no one thinks they're a big deal. Like, the stuff like that is what I think of when I think of um, like a you know like a cheap pop or something like that, where it's just like oh new name, new music, surprise, they'll they'll jump for it, and then we'll get let them do a couple of cool things, and we'll get them out of there, and then we'll get back to the story when it's like just incorporate them into the story. I mean, it it's it sucks because we've the comparison has been made so many times. But it's so WCW-esque, it hurts. <laughs> like, big name pop, and then what do you do with them? Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, uh, yeah. But Jungle, Jungle Boy ended up winning, oh, which oh, I was stoked oh, on. Oh, oh, oh. Um, um, oh, oh, oh. Just thinking about this, um, I think it really should have been Leo, Christian, and the Jungle Boy with Matt Hardy and Private Party, because then it would have been three on three. And it's like, mm-hmm. you got the old guy, you got the guy that's been there, but it's like super young. And then you got the debuting guy against these dastardly heels. And then from there, like they can toss him out and stuff, but he should have been there at the end. They should have had that standoff where it's like, you see like, oh, this is cool. It's Remember the standoff? They did that at the Royal Rumble 2018. Mm, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, Shinsuke and... Shinsuke style. Uh... It was Shinsuke, uh, Mysterio, and... No, Shinsuke, Finn, and who else? Roman. Roman was on the other side. It was right. Roman, Cena, and Orton, Shinsuke, Mysterio, and Finn. Yeah. Because mm. Mysterio had just came back 
And so he yeah. was, everybody was all, fuck oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, small small underdogs versus, you know, big old the company guys. Yeah. And it's like, you do that, like, that stare off, let the people fucking pop. And I think that's one of the things that AEW really needs to do is let things fucking breathe. Mm-hmm. Just for a yeah. minute, let things breathe. Yeah, but this card had fucking sixty matches on it, so they had to get yeah. through it. I, oh. Leo uh, or Jungle Jungle Man, Jungle Man Jack, uh, beating Christian, I thought was a nice little surprise. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I, I wasn't I, expecting it. I thought that was a cool move, but it also feels slightly too little, too late because now it's like, okay, we have Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus mm-hmm. Kenny Omega two yeah. weeks from from now. It's like. Oh, they booked it. Yeah, it's gonna be on, on dynamite, and it's gonna be fine. I mean, it's gonna be good, I'm sure. But it's like, yeah, and nothing about this feels special or exciting or like, oh, maybe no. Jungle Boy's about to like fucking explode. It nothing about it feels that way because it's like they don't maybe plan. It doesn't seem like maybe they plan. It feels like to, when to... Scorpio Sky got the number one contendership, and it's cool for like that week, and then it's just gonna go back to normal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm hoping Jungle Boy. Uh, Gets a good match in. There's no way he's going to win, but I'm hoping they give him a good showing that elevates him as a singles guy. That's my I, hope. I hope that too, that it's a weird thing, but because like, you know, big criticism of WWE is for years now has been, we don't need this many pay-per-views and like you, there's all these like meaningless feuds on these, like in between pay-per-views, except that like now, like we see stuff like with Cesaro where he got that one pay-per-view you know, run yeah. basically, and that felt like it elevated him so much more than these like dynamite title matches do in AEW, where these guys have these one-off dynamite title matches, like after winning so, like the number one contendership, and then it's like then they're just back immediately, like they don't have like the breathing room of like a pay-per-view cycle mm-hmm. to like work with it a little bit. It, it, so like it me- feels like they fall so far down immediately and, after the match and their world champion hundred percent agree with you. And their world champion is in the middle of a multi-promotional belt collector gimmick. So there's no real, um, thought behind, like there's no real like momentum to, to suggest like, Oh, maybe jungle boy will take that off of him in, in a crazy upset. And maybe, you know, like something fun. It's just like, Oh no, like Kenny's in like, same with Andrade, uh, Andrade Lilo is, um, <laughs> Like with the the fucking triple A the triple A title, it's like yeah he's gonna be going up against Kenny for it, but Kenny hasn't faced off against Ibushi yet. And if this is the whole fucking thing that we're playing our game towards, then it doesn't make any. It makes you feel like Andrade is probably not gonna take that off of it. I I I look like I really liked that the Andrade debut and stuff like that. Except I don't think they should have done it before that triple A match. Agreed. Like because it. It feels like it spoils that AAA match because, like, even more so than it already kind of was. Because I was kind of like, I really doubt Kenny's losing that belt, you know, in the middle of this story. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's still a chance. There's always kind of a chance when Andrade wasn't an AEW guy when he was like, oh, is he actually going to be in AAA? Like, maybe they want the belt back in that in their company. So like, it it made me like think like there's a chance. Now I'm like, oh, there's no chance. That's how like, I feel too. Well, well, and- if we're going to skip to the Andrade debut, I am so happy for him. I'm excited to see the matches, all this kind of stuff. They gave him the most. What is Blank doing in the impact zone? Fucking ass debut. No music. 
like no video package. Vicky just comes out after already a WWF guy was just out there yeah. saying, I'm here. Hey guys, it's me, Mark. I've got Henry. a lot left in the tank, which I did like. Yeah. Um, and then Vicky just kind of comes out. Another ex WWE person comes out to introduce the next ex WWE person. Right. And yep. it's just like, I think it's like uh, Excalibur is like, Oh, what's, uh, what's he doing here? It's like, it's so like, what's blank doing in the impact zone. And I'm glad he didn't cut like the chains are off promo and like do like the whole like now you get to see the real me, not that version, blah blah blah. Um, but it's it was super lackluster for a talent that is so fucking good and that needs yeah. to be given the respect. Yeah. My only thing with him being considered an ex WWE guy, he wasn't there for a long time. He so got his name in the States from there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just know that he he had potential other where other in other places, I guess, like, yeah. which I guess everyone else who was signed has. But WWE just has such a, a different. Level we know him of, as Andrade like, because exposure. of WWE. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is. He is. And he is playing his WWE gimmick still right now. You know, like if it'd be a different thing if he was doing something different, came well, out so and was like. Like, in, or even address the fact that, like, you know, I used to be La Sombra and I've, I turned into someone different for a while, but, like, now I'm someone, like, not even the chains are off sort of shit, but just be like, you know, hey, you remember La Sombra, right? Like, even referencing that, he's not. He is referencing, hey, I'm that guy that you see on Instagram and you know me and Charlotte have sex on a lot of boats. <laughs> Ric Flair is going to be my, my father. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah all i do is fucking drink <laughs> you see all that and so I mean, I was, hell that was this fucking gimmick in nxt for a minute yeah, dude, no, <laughs> no no filter because poppy said no. yeah but yeah. Uh, but it's just like he literally just came out it's like oh this is andrade from monday night raw remember me uh-huh <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it, i agree with you it's like it sucks. And then whenever oh, it's such a weird dynamic. Excited for the AEW. wrestling though, because it's gonna be great. Exactly. But just like, it's gonna be great. It's fart gonna, noise of these kinds great. of things. Mm. And yeah, yeah. I, let's talk about another fart noise. Oh fuck, please. Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. America. Cody won. Cody won. He should have came out like Apollo did. Creed in Rocky Four with James Bra- like the James Brown song Living in America. Yeah. I and make fun of I, the fact that like he's a boxer. Like it would have been like he comes out with like fucking like boxing gloves and all this shit and like in like the boxing thing. That'd have been so great. But in order for that to work, Cody would have to have an ounce of humility or self-awareness <laughs> and he has none. And he, his entrance was only like 30 seconds cuz I missed it. I mean, he I, I Yeah, like man, this is it's Everything about this match, everything about building up to it is like literally tailor made for Cody to be it turn heel, which it doesn't feel like he understands. I agree at all or have him had like lose the lose this and then turn heel like he should have because he in like the media shit like in kayfabe was talking about how he was like working on his core a bunch to like withstand the gut punch. Which is hilarious, just hilarious. Like it's such such old school like shit that he's like doing. He should have come out like with his weight belt and stuff, and a go go punch it and be like, like think he like broke his hand or something, 
and reveal that like Cody like loaded his weight belt with like this like the fucking yeah, Bret right. Hart steel plate. Say, he's like wearing a shirt still. He hits it, boom, has a steel plate there. Cody's like everybody's like, oh, big pop for that. Crossroads one, two, three, make it super quick. That'd have been fine. I would have mm-hmm. actually enjoyed that. But a competitive yeah. match where Cody goes over against the new guy, it's like sick, dude. With, and then yeah. they, I think they won also last night too, didn't they? Him and Lee Johnson. Yeah, against uh, fucking QT Marshall, Marshall and Agogo. Uh, yeah. So yeah. this match, like, I think Anthony Agogo, especially for being like his first real match, like he did some squashes, but there was like he punched Austin Gunn once, and it's like that's mean. He is. <laughs> fine like nothing wrong with his wrestling it just was mm-hmm. so basic it felt like it went for five hours <laughs> and a go-go's got a fucking look i mean he's got something that you can work with he's the and he's face. their first and yeah. he's their first like in-house like talent you know like well we got to sacrifice him to daddy what what are you doing Especially, like it's an been olympic like, boxer he can win this match, and it can make sense because he is an Olympic caliber fucking athlete. Yeah, it would have been like if Kurt Angle debuted and lost to Triple H, like in his debut. Yeah, and I like think, and the Triple H comparisons have been pouring in for Cody, and I think it's so well deserved because it's like, uh, you know, obviously Triple H and his most fucking Barry the Young Guy fucking aspects. What? Wh- why start a wrestling promotion just so you can fucking waste millions of dollars to masturbate in front of all of us on either Wednesday or Friday night? Because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miro beat Lance Archer. I thought that was probably the best match of the night. I loved it. Really? I, I, it was the most, like, yeah, I think it was the most, like, uh, competitively matched, like, uh, bout of the evening. I, I enjoyed it just as a bunch of meat slapping against each other. Meat slapping on it was meat, okay, but I thought. I loved it. Was, it was, to me, I it felt it. like it wasn't, like, anything, like, special. I like, I mean, Lance Archer can do some pretty impressive stuff for a size, but it really just felt like it never hit like a next gear. It just felt like mm-hmm. a ma- I, if this was on Dynamite, I'd be like, oh, that's a fine TV match. Interesting, not even a great TV, just like that's just good. I think I just have my brain off so hard for AEW anymore. And like that, I was like, oh, that was better than I was expecting. Like, also, I mean, I, I think all the win taken out of everybody's sales after that Cody match because it just, even though I think it only yep. went like 11 minutes, it felt like I said like four hours. Mm-hmm. It was so pointless. Mm-hmm. It was so it's, pointless. It just like it made everything drag and I think they're like we still have this match and this match so in my head I'm just like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I liked it so much because I just wanted that Cody one to be over so bad that I was actually, <laughs> oh okay we just get a good wrestling match now. That's great. Uh, I, I really liked it. Miro also has that thing where, like, the more he just is able to be himself, the more, like, he's just so good at getting people to fucking buy into whatever he's talking about. He gets, he's so good about getting a crowd amped up. And, uh, yeah. I just, I just, like, I just really wish that they didn't do this feud as his first one. Like, I, I, I wish that, like, I, just, I still am in the, the place where I, I want, they need to sell me on Miro being this destructive force. And yeah, beating Lance Archer shows that a bit, but I think it would be more effective to like not even run have a squash, but just like run through some guys. Like have some guys that are like legit competition, but you can kind of destroy, you know, like mm-hmm. early on. Pad, like, pad your record a little bit. I want to give me Ethan Page. Something like I know he's in a tag team match, but like something like that. Like someone's like, oh yeah, 
solid competitor, whatever, but yeah, not like it totally makes sense that Miro would destroy him. Frankie and then, you, like, so I will say like, the one thing that Vince could always do is book a big guy. Vince wouldn't have booked that match straight up because you got to build up to the big guy. That's the mm-hmm. that's the big feud before you really yeah. pop off. And so, like, have yeah, you gotta you gotta wait. You gotta wait for Ryback. Here's what I say though. I mean, this is the Matt Stone of the Caldwell Stones opinion right here. Give me a fucking give me a Miro Lance Archer best of seven. Um, I I do have a question for you, Matt. You loved this match. Loved it. So you condone animal abuse? It was gimmick, dude. We all got work. There was not an actual snake in that. Bag. Um, there no, there never will be again after he was convicted of actual animal abuse. I did not, I did not like that part, and I thought that actually a few years back. I thought it sucked so. the energy out of the match. I thought it was. I know well, it's. You know, it, I know it's fake. Interference in and, general kind of fucking sucked a lot of energy because it happened in so many matches and like almost every well, match yeah, there was interference. <laughs> Um, but well, let's I think get... I got 21 snakes in this bag. I got 22. <laughs> just trying to let's go right. to. I'm just trying let's to go get to... right by the the you know yeah. the animal welfare bear department of the state of Florida. Let's talk about Britt oh, Baker hell... versus Hikaru oh, yeah, okay. It uh, as much as I talk shit on AEW's women's division, it's not because of the people who wrestle in it. Oh. And on this card, there were two women's matches. Yes, one was on the pre-show, but they were both long. They weren't short. They were they made it seem important. And as much as Sheeta was given a shitty run as a champion, this match was mostly good. Isai brought some things up about the finish when we were watching it that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But it was it was great. Yeah, I love Britt Baker just using Seth Rollins move set that rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was well, I mean, too, man. I, my a lot of people use Tyler Black's move set <laughs> that were starting to wrestle when Tyler Black was coming up. So that makes sense. I, um, the, I thought the match itself was really good. Uh, I don't have any strong opinions on it other than the fact that it was one of those situations too, where like from from the jump, I don't think anyone was expecting Sheeta to walk out with the title. It was kind of written. True, on the wall. it was extremely predictable. And I, I um, like I guess the interference, like there's just interference in every mm-hmm. match. So by this time, it's just like a little like, okay, come on, like every, every single match. Every single like match or in every single instance of interference or a brawl before the match, which there were two of, both Archer and Miro, and then Young Bucks and uh, Mox and Kingston, same start to the match. Um, yeah. Every single instance of it was fine in a bubble. The constant AEW story, fine in a bubble. It's just when you put it all together, you go, someone needs to be looking over all this and going, hey, not everyone can do the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah. save I mean, some of it. outside of the casino battle royale. Like you, you just had that constantly in every match. Uh, match was good, but the part that fucking that made me mad, and it's it's nitpicky as hell. But it's like you mm-hmm. could have really, like it would have been a better pop, and it would have been a better surprise. Is when she hits like that fucking curb stomp on the fucking thing. That should be your three. You don't need to go and do two more falsies because it's like there's no point. Like that's the, that was. And then the... she won by she won by submission mm-hmm. too, which is not it's not as impactful as a one two three. Yeah, exactly. In my you opinion. get the one two three explosion. Mm-hmm. Everybody counts along, and it's one of those things where it's like it's nitpicky, but it's like you gotta know when to fucking stop. You gotta mm-hmm. put your 
you got to fucking know, like, maybe how much is too much. And that, to me, is one mm-hmm. of those moments. I mean, granted, yeah. I know what company it is, but it's like, she hits that fucking stomp, hits one, two, three. It's a bigger pop than it would have been after the tap because you wait for the tap, then the ring bell. And, yeah, it was cool. And it's, it's you know, they you know had the happy moments, like the real moments, like Tony Schiavone goes and does whatever, and that's fine. And I think yeah. it was right to switch the title, even though Sheeta's run has been as far as no no fault of her own, like lackluster. Who at is time. she? Exactly. Who is she? Um, we've they've been only building Brit. They did. They built Nyla for a minute and then just kind of abandoned that. Well, Nyla, now she's throwing Bergs. Nyla is their like break glass if need for big scary challenger. Nyla you know, is pain. Like... Did y'all see? Did y'all see her on uh, on Dynamite last night throwing those burgers around? Just throwing burgers at people, or See, just flipping burgers? Now, now at she's people. concessions, Kane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. There was a celebration for Britt Baker, and all the heels were out there because they were the ones who were invited. And Nyla was like, "Fuck this!" And there was like a burger. There was like burgers on the tray that everyone was gonna eat. Allah fucking looked a lot like fucking when Donald Trump had those fucking football players over to the White House. Um, it's it's because Britt Baker is like a known McDonald's lover. Right. It's like that it's rocks. one of those gimmicks that you got to really be on the inside to get. Otherwise, you're just looking at a bunch exactly. of people. Exactly. Sounds it's one of those like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like things. <laughs> and then, which and is then Nyla, show. Throws the, Nyla throws the burgers around and, and, and you know, and throws off. See, I like that because heels shouldn't be friends. I agree. It's not like the bad kids. I don't know. The bad I like, I kind of like the heels being friends because, like, in like the Royal Rumble, like 92, and Ric Flair is like celebrating with all the bad guys. It's just kind of funny. Like, I don't know. Like, when all the bad guys came to lock, like, Taker in the coffin against Yoko Zuda at Royal Rumble 94, I thought that's dope, too. I don't know why. Yeah, all, right. all right. I mean, like, if you, if you like, extend the kayfabe to the idea of there being a heel and face locker room, like, oh, these are all my, like, the people that I hang out with. Yeah. 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 These are the people I share my dick with. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was really, I, I did. I was like, oh, poor Nyla, like just has to be out there for the fucking burger celebration. So at least I liked it when, uh, when she fucking, you know, well, of course, because like, Fuck you. she, uh, she's gonna, Britt's gonna have to go through Nyla. That'll probably be, that's an easy break glass. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's literally like, I mean, when Daniel Bryan won the title, first challenger's Kane. See? Gotta be Kane, dude. Darby Allen and Sting defeated Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Stinger can go. They'll go. They they did a great job of protecting him. He was sucking wind a few times, but they made sure. But he did some shit. Exactly. They let him shine, put him to the side, let him shine, put him to the side. His code red looked better than than Cena's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it was it was a it was an impressive physical feat uh, that I was definitely not expecting, but I was it's it kind of what I was hoping for. The finish was sick. I, just, I really liked that. Um, I mean, the finish was perfect. Like that's a, that's what I really liked about it is like it felt like a Sting match. Mm-hmm. Like like you when you realize like you know Sting could go absolutely could go obviously in his day, but. His style actually translates to old dude work pretty fucking well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he in I remembered like thinking back. It's like his WrestleMania match against Triple H 
was really good until the finish and all the like and the extra the extra like the interference extra fuckery. I the extra stuff it was it was it was a lot. It was only it only sucks because of he lost. Yeah, like he should have won. And also yeah. when he broke the sledgehammer with the bat was really stupid. Mm. But <laughs> that but that match was a good match, you know, like and so like put him in spots like this, like and you just it have totally Darby get his ass like, kicked, which he's fantastic at. And then mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Ethan Page and Darby in a feud because one of them mm-hmm. will die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, as far as something that I I just kind of haven't I haven't really understood the whole time. I thought they worked together pretty well too. The match itself was a good time. I did think yeah. at a certain point, and I think we might be I, it, to me. I'm bumping up on my threshold of how much I want to see Darby Allen and Sting hang out. But it's like <laughs> I get it. I mean, what else do they got for him? But I think this whole like the whole mentor storyline thing is kind of only holding Darby back a little bit. But what are we gonna do? You know? Yeah. I mean, it I mean, kind of literally is because I mean, in in one way, yeah, he's like getting to be in a Sting match. That's amazing. And but on the other hand, he kind of he has to be in a Sting match. He's like being thrown you know, like, into the nostalgia act, which isn't really yeah, using his fucking. Story. It's. It, it is and it isn't, you know, like, I'd say it probably is for any casual fan who, like, might be like, oh, Sting has a match? That's like, true. yeah, I want to see, you know, yeah. and it introduces them to Darby. Um, yeah. They just, they can't get stuck in this. They have to let Darby become his own thing again. Even if, like, Sting is part of that package, Darby has to go back to having singles matches. I don't want to they... see... They should have had Darby in the in the back, like in a kid seat, like, a, like <laughs> or or getting dragged behind by a rope. <laughs> yeah, two but different like on ones, like but two like ones that I think would both work. You're like hitching, like in fucking uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. He's just hitching on the back on his fucking skateboard, oh, yeah. dude. Uh, Kenny Omega defeated Orange Cassidy and Pac. Um, who took the pin? Was it Cass? Yes. Because it was okay. This match, Don Callis. Oh, for ninety percent of it was so great. It, oh yeah, it was. Jim, so Jim good. was great. Um, little Jim, little Pack. Also, Big Ken. Um, Pack's like one of the best wrestlers. He yep. is oh, yeah. so good. Everything nope. he does nope. is fantastic. He knows also how to kind of stop and pause, let things breathe for a second. Um, yeah, facials are great. It's wild that yep. all this came from the King of the Cruiserweights gimmick. And it's just <laughs> right. been an evolution of that. Yeah. You know what? I just rewatched, and I recommend if you, I'm going to guess, Matt and Derek, you might not have even seen this. You, the first UK tournament. Amber Tommy Tommy End versus, versus, versus Neville. Ooh. Um, it, it was right after. Uh, you know, he just signed. He wasn't Alistair Black yet. It's the one yeah. appearance of that he made as Tommy End on TV. He was the surprise challenge to Neville's Open Challenge. Ooh, I gotta see that. Ooh, go watch it. It's 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 great. You, like, it's I was so good. I was just rewatching the. Uh, I was rewatching the. Spot also, Tyler where, Bate uh, and Pete Dunn from there. God damn! Hmm. When was that UK tournament? Twenty seventeen. Oh my God. 2017. Uh, yeah, it's twenty seventeen because then they had the match for the UK title. Um, it would have been literally months before we started this podcast. 
So yeah, that's wild. I did not realize that Tyler Black was still Tyler Black. That no, Tyler. Bate. No, Tyler Bate. Bate. Oh, I thought you said Tyler Black. I was like, what the fuck? I like, I thought Seth Rollins was like in the Shield at that point. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Anyway, uh, he was like years past the Shield by that point. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. Yeah, I had a bit of a brain fart. He was a three-time <laughs> world champion by that point. <laughs> but um. Uh, I was rewatching the spot where uh, Cassidy got knocked out a couple weeks ago, and Pac even handled that great. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they did that fucking bomb there before uh, before realizing, oh, this man's out cold. But like uh, after they kind of like kicked Cassidy out in the way that uh, Pac was yelling at Audrey, like, is he good to go or what? What's going on? It was such a good way to like covering up like, OK, we can't keep wrestling right now, but I'm keeping my character where it needs to be. I was like, this guy mm-hmm. fucking knows what he's doing I mean, in that. Well, especially ropes. because he's experienced something like that. But on the other side, when he did the baseball slide against Jericho and like snapped oh. his fucking leg. Oh, that's right. And that's where Jericho got shoot disqualified. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this match was great. The belt stuff was a little much. Oh my! It turned into TNA at the end. And, <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it really ironic blew it. that like Don Callis was there. It's just like kind of little little cherry on top of that comparison because it's like fucking. Cassie's in a habit. Like they do like multiple ref bumps. There's interference. There's belt shots. There's a second ref. Then it's just like it ends with a flash pin. And I know their reasoning is that they want you to make sure, like, hey, Orange Cassidy was there and he just got, you know, flash pinned and he should have won, like, so it doesn't hurt him. But it's like it's Kenny Omega. Like if he hits his fucking finish and just gets the one, two, three, that's fine. This is one of your fucking big pay per views. And all three of them got, or both Pac and Orange Cassidy both got a visual pin. Mm-hmm. Cassidy and got that like was... three of them. <laughs> but it, it seems like a, a clever way to end. Uh, like it would be, it's something you would expect on an episode of Dynamite, not something you'd expect on one of their major pay-per-views. But something like, you'd yeah. expect on an episode of Impact. Wrestling. Well, because it Or an episode of Nitro. Yes. It doesn't end the feud either. No. So it's like, are these three all going to feud for a while? They, like, they... They were, they're getting too cute about saving feuds down the line. Like they want to have the one-on-one Cassidy in you know title match and the one-on-one Pack title match, so they couldn't let it be definitive in any direction. But it's Kenny Omega. Like yeah, it's the it's, fucking belt collector going around the world collecting belts. It's but he, the best belt machine. The best of boot machine. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I thought the match was great, and then it was a the stinker of a, of a finish. Oh, it was just like, and it was know. like so many, like it was so long, it was so like drawn out, convoluted, and it just like uh put a big fart noise on it, and it just yeah. it was they're just trying to like you don't have to do so many things. It's like that's mm-hmm. why like w like a lot of these WWE like finishes are such bullshit. It's like. The Roman and Kevin one on that fucking match, uh, Falls Town Anywhere. It's like that match was awesome. Beat the shit out of each other. Kevin was an idiot. And then you get the stupid convoluted finish that just puts a stinker ski on everything else. And that's what that did to mm-hmm. me. That match was fucking awesome before that. I was having a real good time. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Granted, yeah. look who's in it, but still. It was like one of those, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's a match oh, where a lot happened. Actually, hold on. Oh. Before we go on, God, that was a good segue, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, it's okay. 
because Don Callis, so he's on commentary, and Kenny's about to lose, and you just hear, shit, shit. <laughs> I did like that. That I was like the that. best. Was good. Uh, same when um, Cage lost earlier in the night, and Taz was on commentary, and went, god damn it. Like, <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, we kind of skipped um, over that real quick. I'm glad you brought that back, Zach. It does look like uh, it does look like Cage is going to be uh, you know exiting Team Taz here pretty quick. Face turn. That's cool. That's cool. You mean anyway, him yes, versus yes. Will Hobbs? Derek, back to your wonderful segue. <laughs> uh, the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. A match. I was like, God, this is going to be a slog. This is going to be trash. I'm not excited for it. It was great. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I liked it too. Totally Blanchard somehow a gay icon. <laughs> it was it was a fine match. It was fun. It was, it was okay. stupid and fun. Yeah, everyone was and having a good time. It was good. I, I was not expect like on my wrestling bingo card for my entire life, I would not have expected <laughs> Urban Meyer assisting Jericho. I, I right? that was a fucking weird thing. But it makes so much sense. Um I think some of like some of the things that made me mad was like the way they shot it. It's because you didn't like, like the every... Sean Spears fucking like Chicago no. dance okay. number fucking setup. That fucking ripped. I loved it. Ate the it. chair room. Uh, I love so the chair stupid. room. It rocked. Um, but also that everything was just so independent of each other. Yeah, but it's, it was just work. it was really weird because it was like it's like you're watching like a random TV show in the middle of this wrestling match. Um, also, I'm I do, they, yeah, I'm this is a random thing it. I do like, though, is I like that they just put the ring there for just like a little bit of time, like at the beginning. <laughs> it's like, there's no yeah. fucking point. But it, that to me, I like that's one of those little kind of cute things. It's like, it's a wrestling match, so here's the ring. But like, mm-hmm. like that one's fine. Um, Sean Spears, I didn't care for. Um, In general. Yeah. You're wrong. The chair room is sick. It was. Uh, uh, what what I liked about it is um, I've been rewatching the Fast franchise in lead up to the new one. There's a lot of scenes in those movies where it's like independent fights going on at the same time in the movie. And that shit rocks. That's that's pure action movie. It's good. Um, good. And apparently one of the stuntmen, you don't watch films, so you don't get it. One of I the get it. Um, you don't watch the wrestling. stuntmen. I, I, I mean, when it's annoying, I don't, um, one of the stunt coordinators for John Wick apparently helped them do some stuff. So that's cool. I'm guessing probably the um, big, like, repelling thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they entered in repelling. It's tight. You never, it is. You never here's the thing. Car. I, I think repelling into this is just my thing. I think repelling into as an entrance, it should be retired forever. Because like, of yes, because yes. of Owen. Like, yeah. and that's partially also because I just happened to rewatch that Dark Side of the Ring recently. Oh. Like, it, it popped up as like a recommended on whatever like well, back channel YouTube I watched the new one. May. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, I just. I, I don't think they're even being like distasteful or anything like that by doing it. It's it's just one of yeah, those things that people it, did it before Owen and like and it's just a thing. I just I I, I just think it should be retired. I, I kind of agree with you in that sense of like I don't see anybody repelling down from anything. Even when I see like concert footage that I don't think of Owen Hart. When like <laughs> yeah, when I th- yeah. see people repelling from a seal from like rafters, it's just like oh man, that could go south. Um, but I as far as the stadium stampede goes, like it does feel to me like it was. It was not filmed 
live, was it? Was it or was it? It was no, it was, no. was pre filmed in these segments. Yeah, but like, um, which I yeah, I, I kind of liked it w- watching the scenes independently of each other and then kind of like intertwine. I, I thought that it was actually pretty clever. I was also yeah. not expecting a very cohesive match out of a stadium stampede. So I thought what they did was pretty good. Oh, no, definitely. It's it, it just it, everything felt just super disjointed because of then like the finish of kind of things supposed to kind of come together. It didn't feel like yeah, it ever, didn't at all. It didn't come together. And that that's where it was more mm-hmm. so where I had kind of an issue with like everything being so independent when it's supposed to come together and it doesn't. That's kind of the, the bigger picture because it, as we always say, in a bubble, everything was fine except for like the Sean Spears stuff. He just he just bugs me. I think that's really. I thought I Sammy Guevara was gonna do a full on Footloose routine, and when he in that chair room, mm-hmm. and when he didn't, I got upset. But he like did like a fucking pirouette or something when he jumped in that room, and I was like, oh, is this gonna be a dance fight? I that's what I wanted. Like it might have been. Um, um, to carry it over into into. Uh, the we need to talk about the club scene. No, we will. We will. I'm just mean. Yeah, that, that. that's the best part of it. There. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We get. Let's keep talking about it. Let's keep the talking bar about it. Uh, Hell yeah. We had a fucking bar fight between Santana Ortiz and uh, FTR, uh, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler, and and totally. fucking who was who showed up? Who's Conan. the old guy? Hey, dog. <laughs> Conan. Uh, he was the DJ. It just was a full-on bar fight, and it, God, it was so sick. I like that Conan finally just can hit his own fucking music. I know. And then I I like the, I just like that they beat up random people there, too. Like, that stuff's always fun. Um, I thought that, this was kind of like the highlight of the match, was was this one. It just felt kind of, it just felt cool. I hate I hate Hager, but I loved the I like the Wardlow Wardlow Hager stuff. Me too, dude. I, it was oh fun. God, though, if we can't, I mean, when we get to talking about Wednesday night, though, I think that okay, is a stinky poopy turn. And and uh, Jericho throwing, or was it MJF that threw Jericho through that table? Uh, like, Jericho threw MJF right, through it. Right, right over the like barricade oh, right, right. Or the little railing that was pretty cool and that's when i knew i was like oh this was definitely filmed in advance yeah because that's dangerous the, the blood that was um on mjf's head after he went through the thing and then they came out into the crowd it's like <laughs> oh that is one thousand percent a different shade of red and not just from sweat it just was different blood um yeah because yeah. obviously but yeah it's, yeah. yeah exactly and, it's funny. I, and also and- i know it's not blading because i don't i think mjf like, why would you cut yourself in a fake match? Like, you use fake. Like that. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, all matches are fake. Uh, predetermined. They're predetermined. <laughs> no, they're fake. Um, also, uh, they they did kind of like they did a good pop when I when I wasn't expecting Sammy to get the pin. Again, I was Sean's, not expecting like that. that. Like that was like also one of the things. It's like the end of the match was Sammy Guevara pitting Sean Spears. Like this is like yeah. the main event of your yeah. pay per view, but it like, made but, it did make Sammy look like a star. It, the, yeah, I know Jericho's what, chilling out. I know what they were trying to do, but it's like the biggest part of that should have been, like, if you want, like, every, like everybody should have came together. Then everybody hits finishes, and then like, right, that's like what a it spectacle is. of it. They should they should have all pinned each other. Like it should have so been like the end of there's the, that one. There's this bola match, um, and it's like Ricochet, Seidel, and Osprey. All hit 
the fucking 450 to fucking uh, to the Bucks and Adam Cole, and then one, two, three. Something like that would have been so fucking cool. That rocks. Like, yeah. Everybody else hits big moves. Boom. Jericho has the walls on MJF, like one, two, three, as MJF's tapping. I get like just the biggest fucking thing. Because, like, when you yeah. have people come back in, you know, in together, that's what it should have been. But also, whatever. It's just a fucking fun match. It doesn't really matter. Well, so it does not it does not matter. It does not matter because they fucking come out to celebrate. The inner circle comes out to celebrate their victory on Wednesday, talking about as long as they're in AEW, they're gonna continue to just kick at the, the stuff with the pinnacles not over ever. They're always gonna fight. And it's like well, then why? Then why? Don't do that. And then when stupid fucking Jake Hager's like, Okay, Wardlow, you might have beaten me up in this in this AEW ring, but you've never beaten me where I thrive in MMA. It's like they leave wrestling. You also don't Dude. thrive in MMA because this fat dad almost beat him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, two weeks from now, you and me in an MMA cage fight or whatever. It's like, what? No, that we don't we don't tune into this show to watch that. If you can't win doing what we're watching you here do, well, then you mean, bad. Then you don't get to, unless don't get to have a fun MMA match. Well, I mean, you and the other like show it. we've we've had the fight pit. But they also didn't call it an lion's MMA den. match. They had like yeah. the fight pit, and they had like the lion's den, where they're calling this like an MMA cage match or whatever. Where it's getting real close to impact when Jeff Jarrett of all people had the, <laughs> had the double J double MA challenge. God, uh. it's so stupid. So we're, we're watching wrestling. I'm not watching Fucking... MMA. Gods and just love that they're bringing a Nokiaism also, to our, our American t- TVs. Hell also, yeah! Gimmick fighters G- as champions. Dude, is this gonna be going to be a brawl for all situation? I mean, I don't know. Gimmicked, gimmicked MMA sounds terrible. It's not that bad. Yeah. If you think Unless they have it. A, well, if they go out for a straight oh. shoot fight. I mean, unless no, it, they actually hit each other. It it can be cool. Again, Lions Den fight pit, or it can almost and new japan through the whole mid 2000s. Yep, that is true. It depends on how you do it. And then Something especially when it's you get go your wrestlers You get your wrestlers in shoot fights against real fucking shoot fighters and then Mirko Krokop is just running through your roster. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't see this going fucking handed well. to him. I don't understand. It's like this is a, a a good way to be like, "All right, we have bigger fish to fry now." Bro, Pinnacle. I 100% agree with you. Because they don't want fighting. They don't want wrestling. They want entertainment. And Matt, you're proving my point again. That's why you're going to be on the Russo brand podcast. I don't think that's what I'm doing. And I don't know how you. I agree with you, though. No fighting and wrestling. (laughs) I don't want us to agree with each other. But you agree with so many of my takes privately. I agree. Maybe I don't even want to do it. I also I need to process my feelings about you, Vince Russo. <laughs> I need more time to process how this is what this process is process it into. quick because I'm gonna change it. <laughs> uh, anything else on dynamite that we want to go over? Uh, since we were kind of doing both the, the fucking first match, Bucks match. Oh, Pack and uh, and Penta. Yeah, I mean it was gonna yeah. be good. And it always is, and then they mm-hmm. ended it with interf- uh, the interference from Brandon Cutler. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Oh, weird. And then Eddie Kingston made the save. Yeah. Mm. And then Eddie, like, they, they kind of got pissed off at Eddie, like, 
at one point because they were like, hey, man, uh, we don't fucking need your help out here. You know, but he said it like like how he says it. Uh, Pac does. And then Eddie is kind of just like. No, that sounded exactly like Pac. Hey, hey, man. Hey, bro. Hey, hey, man. I'm king of the cruiserweights. Hey, man, it's me, the bastard. That was pretty freaking not cool, dude. I don't actually I'm, think we need your help. I'm the bastard. <laughs> I'm the bastard Pac. Yeah, and then Eddie's all like, uh, yeah, well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And then they're kind of like, that's not what we were saying. We're saying this don't interfere fucking, in our match. Just fucking stay out. But he did make yeah. the save. He did make the save. Um, and then uh, there was a bull rope match that was fucking stupid. <laughs> it went like it went like eight minutes. And, it was Dustin uh, Nick versus Camarado, Nick Camarado, right? And Nick Camarado bled. But it was like I was like it felt like they were running out of time. It felt like an idea that was cool that just was not executed well. I thought it was bad. I'm not, when I hear bull rope match, I don't think this could be cool. I think bull it rope be matches can be like, really good and bloody. If you're JBL and Eddie mm-hmm. Guerrero, it sure can. Yo, yes, you can. Uh, that's a that's a pay per view gimmick. Why are you just doing it on the show after a pay per view? Agreed with you. What the fuck is that? It's not a great way also, to introduce Nick Camarado like, either. I was gonna say just like with Nick Camarado. Like, uh, it like, makes well, sense why Dustin yeah. would do it. I mean, hmm. But yeah, I thought Nick Camarado looked like a star, but it's like, okay, cool. Let's put over the 50 year old. Sick. Um, I mean, I, I'm all about Dustin right now because his, his fucking trans pride shirt is, is sick as hell and love Dustin. Cody's how do you feel about Cody's Cody's is stupid. <laughs> Dustin's is Dustin's is sick because Dustin has a trans kid. Yeah. And Dustin, like, yeah, Dustin's been yeah. actually du- vocal. Like Dustin's Dustin actually is- said with his own words, shit in, in defense and in progression, <laughs> For mm-hmm. this, Cody has done jack shit. And here's the thing, like Dust, the Goldust character, like we we talked about this at length, like mm-hmm. back on a couple years ago with the 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 gay wrestling episode that we did, our longest episode ever. Um, uh, Goldust, like better and worse, really, like is important in the like, in queer wrestling history. And now Dustin, as a person, has kind of come around to somewhat like writing any of the wrongs of gold dust as a but through his just personal like advocacy and like mm-hmm. through being a supportive parent and being just like you see specifically sunny kiss and nyla fucking love dustin and, and, they and he is their like number one supporter and i, and I think that shows part of that too is like for better or for worse and because especially what they were trying to do i mean dustin probably heard so many just insults and slurs like hurled at him while doing that, where it puts you in a different mindset, it's like, oh shit, this is what what people go through every day, and, mm-hmm. and it's like it probably just sparked that because I know like after a while they moved away from a lot of that kind of stuff, like with like like oh he's gay, sexual. so you better be scared. He's like, gonna touch you. From, yeah. And then he just got Tourette's <laughs> by yeah. being electrocuted. They, they went to a shitty. <laughs> Fuck! I, you just reminded we'll, me. We'll, about do, we'll have that. to do a dust in it. We'll have to do a dust. Yeah, but it, <laughs> you get a little bit more understanding when it kind of starts happening to you. You know. I mean, yeah, and when you a, and when and when you you know, I mean, I don't know. It it's obviously like one of those things that is like a completely like for for his child to you know to to like feel comfortable enough to come out to him and for him to be an advocate like that. Like that takes personal understanding mm-hmm. and personal growth. I don't know. Good for Dustin. Yeah, Cody, Dustin, shut the fuck up. Dustin rocks. Cody, just <laughs> sit back. It doesn't always have to be like you on front street. Yeah, and Nick Camarado's like, 
got my fucking favorite fucking big boy build, and I hope good things for him. That's separate from the last conversation we were just having. That's separate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, Bunny and Red this? Velvet. I actually thought it was a pretty fun match. I'm sorry. Sorry to fucking I, say it. I didn't watch it. It's fun. I had to go. I had to go food shopping. Huh. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, and then Mark Henry had that promo segment. It doesn't have music because they shouldn't give him music because it's not going to beat the Three Six Mafia. Somebody to get their ass kicked. Dude, I don't care. Unless Three Six Mafia does something new for him. Yeah, have Juicy J write another no, it's, song it's for him. Still not going to be as good as that one. That it's one it's not going to be as good, but beater. but you can't. That is the floor. Like if you're gonna give him music, that's true. Three Six Mafia again. I do think it's Oscar. Academy Award winners, three six mafia. Hell yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Uh, I did think I I like I do like Miro's little vignettes. Strange thing that happened was Johnny Hungy got a uh, a chance to face Miro for the title, but Johnny Hungy uh, can't do it, so he gave the opportunity to Evil Uno. It uh, doesn't make it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Miro uh, gave a fun little promo beforehand where he liked to thank God for his super strong powers, and he wants to give an extra thank you for his hot wife. That rocks. I did, uh, out of all this, I did enjoy um, Lana's tweet saying that for some reason she forgot to congratulate her husband on his title win. Like, she just tweeted congratulating <laughs> him, like, this last week and saying that she that it just slipped her mind, basically. <laughs> Sorry, I've been busy. Yeah. Which that, is that weird was... because she could say congrats to my husband. She like, could have. I, 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 I think a... it's one of... She got in hot water a few times, though, with things, so... She probably uh, yeah, I, I, she, yeah, she was being careful, like, you know. The, I mean, and she was on a little, like, she had a tag team thing going. She was just, like, doing her own thing. Yeah, like she they, was on they, Raw I, Monday night before getting fired. I appreciated that the... T- I appreciated that the two were keeping their careers separate, you know, like... Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I did too. But now it's just like, it was just a fun thing. Like, hey, I just lost my job. Like, this is a now fun I thing. Now I can talk about you. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a, you know that's it. We can we can fucking move forward. All right, let's talk about SmackDown. Um, R- Roman called Jay Jimmy. Did dude, didn't he? Uh, I Roman looking like trying to look like The Rock because he's wearing like a tracksuit, except instead of like the sweatpants, he's wearing joggers. But it's the same two line fucking like Adidas ripoff one. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, Roman just looking real handsome. Uh, Jimmy and Jay lost to. Dominic and Rey Mysterio twice mm-hmm. in the opener, um, but it was a shit pin because he kicked out, breathed in tea, blah, blah, blah. And then the main event, they did it, but then um, as Dominic was about to go up for a frog splash to win, Roman comes out, Superman punches him, then beats the living shit out of the Mysterios. Jimmy's like, hey, man, not like, and he said, hey, ooze, like a million times, not like this. And then he's like, Telling Jay to come with them, and Jay's like, "Nope," because he's sticking with Roman. So they're building that view, which is cool, and they're also kind of adding the Mysterios into it, which I think mm-hmm. Roman versus um, Ray would just be a fun match, or even Roman versus Dominic, which I think would be wild. Like if you do Roman versus Dominic and like Jay versus fucking Ray, it'd be a good way to elevate Dominic on one end and then Jay on the other. Mm-hmm. Which I think they're probably going to end up swapping it, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like anything with Roman is just always so like it's so good. And I was actually just reading, mm-hmm. um, this is like for a shoot. Like uh, Dave Meltzer said that 
Roman says he does not go anywhere but first or last if he's coming out. Hmm. Like he has to either be in the opening segment or the main event segments to come out because those are the important ones. And we, I fucking one thousand percent know that is Paul Abe Heyman in his ear, just fucking oh yeah, feeding them stuff. And he's like, yep. it's I love that. It's just so funny. Um, also, this is just coming back. I also just read that apparently uh, contract negotiations at first stalled for AEW and uh, Andre El Igloo, as Jim Ross calls him, because he wanted creative control and he that it, like to the point where he could veto matches where he like if he was losing and didn't want to. I what a, I, I I love the balls of that. But, yeah, but also, but it's also it's also strange because isn't that AEW's thing is like you come here you have creative control for the most part. Not that kind. He wanted to be <laughs> you, able to say I'm not losing. This guy. He wanted that Kevin Nash creative control. He wanted the Kevin Nash control. Like I don't lose, I'll beat Goldberg. I'm gonna give Scott that another rocks. run. I want I want Andrade with that creative control. <laughs> I don't. Hey, so, he yeah, will, I beat I beat Kenny in my first appearance. Yeah, he he will if he had creative control, he would literally go out there and show a, a him and Charlotte sex tape on live TV. <laughs> and like he, he like he would just be like just drunk out there, just being like, "So this, this is what I did yesterday." Ooh. Woo, am I right? <laughs> like Andrade, no, this is what no. Um, Otis and Chad Gable are feuding randomly with the Street Profits. Um, mm-hmm. Baron Corbin beat Shinsuke with like a roll up and held, holding the tights, but Baron Corbin still didn't get his crown back because Rick Boogs. Um, the best part of this Boogs, though dude. is the entrance of Shinsuke now because Boogs is out there shredding, just being weird. Shinsuke is getting into it, and then Pat McAfee's like on the desk, fucking like shredding. Um, people you know can like or dislike Pat McAfee. He at least makes things fun because he's mm. still showing he's a fan, and he doesn't give a fuck because if the Vince is like, "I'm done with you," like, "Oh, you can't do that," he'll just be like, "Um, this isn't fun." Later, guys, because he yeah. doesn't need yeah. it. I I I really appreciate like all that about McAfee. I did think this was the first entrance that started to get to me. I was just like, "This is the line, Pat." Like, <laughs> just. Rain it back like five percent, and then it, it's like in the in the sweet spot. This is like he was just a little too much yelling. It is a lot of me. like what we were saying earlier that the best commentary is when they can add lyrics to the music being set. Uh, but you don't want to fucking take too much of the spotlight because it's not about you. This was Dragon Force esque vocals to um the the music of Rick Boogs and, and Shinsuke. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but dude, Shinsuke seems to be having a blast. He's out there chucking. He's out there chucking on fucking Instagram. It's fun stuff. chucking. And it's like you know, it's a uh, 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 that you're gonna continue on with the feud if it's with Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin's one of the guys that is booked every week in a program. He doesn't just like mm-hmm. he's always doing something. Yeah, until and he's so- randomly is- fired on some Thursday or whatever. <laughs> but uh, um, I. But it's interesting because his fucking is is Corbin kind of the baby face here? Because I mean, it is his crown, no. right? It's, I mean, it's, his, it's his fucking. It's crown, like when dude. shitty things happen to sh- like shitty people, everybody thinks it's fun, and that's essentially what they're doing. 
Yeah, but at a certain point, be like, I'm doing this whole combat. I really did win that thing. He Who worked hard. You? He won it. He won. I mean, I'm just saying he won it. I mean, he won it. If I won something, if I worked hard and I won something, if someone just took it yeah. and then they kept doing he, it, I would like to think maybe I wasn't the bad guy there. It's a he won a crown. tournament. He did. I don't think that. I'm pretty sure that crown was self-appointed. Like, I'm pretty sure he did not win that crown by winning King sure. of the Ring. I'm pretty sure he won King of the Ring well, and bought himself a crown. Yeah. That crown is what he got for getting Employee of the Month for six months in a row at Applebee's. That's true. Out of Medieval Times. Then maybe maybe <laughs> should go work at a fucking Medieval Times and get his own. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I agree, Matt. That's all I'm saying. He stole it. He's a thief. That's all I'm saying. He's Shinsuke's bad. going to go work at Margaritaville and fucking... Las Vegas. Something tells me he'd have a good time. Vibes. He'd, he'd, make, he'd make a fun time out of it. Yeah, just a bunch of surf vibes in the desert of Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, it's just because it's Margaritaville. All the dads will be there <laughs> in Hawaiian shirts. Law shaker of salt. Getting them boat drinks. I saw, we, you know, uh, when we were in Las Vegas uh, to see um, uh, Double or Nothing, uh, my mom and Katie and I went to uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. No, we went to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville there on the old uh, strip, and um, uh, a drunk woman, this was in the afternoon, hot, you know how they have the big decorative, like, uh, margarita-like blender that they, like, swirl the, the fucking water around in? It's just a big show. She fucking jumped in there, and then a bunch of uh, uh, employees had to escort her out of the blender and then out of the room. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to get exco- escorted out of a blender. It was... Why is this time. the first we're hearing about this? But I know, this is amazing. Matt, I gotta keep Matt, I gotta keep some in the chamber, dude. Matt, in Vegas, time doesn't exist, so you can't judge her for that. I was I was drinking as well, but I but it was funny because we were like, whoa, it must be her birthday or something. And then like the uh like, whoa, that's cool she got to do that. And then the waiter came by and we were like, that was wild, and you're like yeah, now she's out there screaming in the street like she, uh, she just decided to hop in there. It's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> awesome. Um, should we talk about NXT? Yeah, dude. I'd love yeah. to talk about yeah. NXT, dude. All right. Let's. I missed the first match. I missed Cool Kyle. Okay, so this triple threat match, except for the end was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. It had what everything I love in wrestling. It was just like, it was so much fun. And then the finish, as much as I love Adam Cole as a character, and I do enjoy what happened later, I was so mad because they cut to commercial and nothing happened. Then they cut to another segment, and I was like, what the fuck is going so on? So they did this because they knew people were going to be mad that they were getting fucked. Because they were essentially, yeah. we're going to fuck them, but this fucking serves a purpose. Yeah. And so they fucked you, and then Ember Moon storms out to like be like, oh, we can't continue on this because now Ember Moon's just like going out on her own. And yeah, she, yeah. And- what, what I did like about this whole show is every time Adam Cole showed up, it was like kind of chaotic and like they would cut in weird. I don't know if it was even intentional or not, but they would cut weirdly when Adam Cole showed up to commercial. Mm. It would be like at like there, it was that point when he like beat everyone up. Then they're like, uh, we got to go. Adam they Cole cut. just fucking showed up and just was like, oh, he's a bigger star than everyone. And he is right. 
Uh, maybe not Johnny. Well, no. right now he's bigger than Johnny. Know, man. He came out he's there. He's a bigger star than Johnny. He looked like a cut above everybody when he went out there. Yep. And he was cutting his promos. And oh, him and Cross. You know what they do gold. to make me feel special? Ring the bell. It's Oof. him and Cross were cutting the promos with each other. And Cross is like, that was like the moment I showed up. You oh. weren't special anymore. I took I took notes. Oh, please. Um, about this, just basically NXT, but it was basically this. Um. I this was the best that Cross has been on the mic. One hundred percent. He's been getting, getting progressively better and better. And now that it's mm. like he he had to step up his game, or he would have been left in the dust even more. So I think yeah. Adam Cole mm-hmm. left everybody in the dust. But the, he's still the, within striking the fin, the fin feud. I I I think like this. You know the, the like the rematch and the promos leading up to it and stuff. I think that was them like. Finn and, you know, Kev, basically Triple H going to Finn and going, get him ready for on the mic. Be like, work with him, like do these promos, like give him stuff to work with, because I thought that was like a stepping stone. Like uh-huh. they that was the first time he felt real and felt believable. Because like prior to that, we just had the TikTok. Ooh, this guy's crazy. Uh, but that, and, you know, that doesn't have a long uh, look at Dexter Loomis. That doesn't have a long shelf. Life. Now he feels like a real scary person, you know, not just like some weird like character. Yeah. No, it feels like he's like, he's a big badass who is like kind of freaky, but he's like a, like you said, like a real person. It feels like an Eastern European, like, like mob hitman. Like, yeah, you, you expect to like walk into a bathroom in a train station in like Romania just, and see him covered in blood, just strangling like, someone with a piano wire. Yeah. Yeah. And I like calmly, like the... wiping off a knife with a napkin and just like, yeah, and just... <laughs> like wiping the, like wiping the blood off his hands onto his, like his head. <laughs> like, just like, geez, uh, I'm going to wait. And then I'm... just puts his hat on. So you don't see the blood when he leaves. It's like, Excuse me. <laughs> I'll come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the like he called Adam Cole a gas station weasel, which is incredible. Good thing to call somebody. It's incredible. Uh yeah, I'm I'm very excited. And so this made it so take over in your house. It's a fucking like it's a fatal five way, dude. Yeah, he yeah. It's five it. people. And Regal was like, Adam, I see what the hell you're doing, and I, it's not going to fly. And he's like, shut up. Cross was like, shut up, Regal. I want them all. And that's that what makes crazy. him look like a badass. He's like, I'll beat every single one. He's like, you. oh, everyone's out yep. here talking about who's next in line. Just fucking line them up and let me fucking knock them down in one, one fucking but night. Adam Cole is going to beat the shit out of William Regal, right? That needs to that's happen. That's what this is culminating he to, right? He can't wrestle. Okay. Um, and he had a great he last get, match. He that can be, get beat, beat up. Like, I bet he could. I bet he could bring out the brass knucks one more time. Yeah, he can get beat up like Vince, Batista beat up Ric Flair. I'll say Vince has a rule where if they can't make a match, then they they don't want to tease it. Yeah. Um, I yeah. love the line though when like you know he's saying it's like they want to make me feel special. You ring the bell. They just like they've done yeah. everything for you to fucking make you feel special. <laughs> you get the you have the entrance. entrance. You get the girl. Yeah. And then he's just like, you want to know what they did to make me feel special? Ring the freaking bell. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, fuck. Like, Adam Cole just is 
shows up and automatically is like the most important person there. Yeah, that's one of those like career lines. You were yeah, like, oh, that's a promo right there. It's mm. like I want him to win the title again in this match. Yeah, like what's because like, <laughs> like, you see him like he like oh this is obviously the top guy they have like yeah one thousand percent and just him like cutting that promo and even throwing out of like oh I see you there Kev like calls him <laughs> Kev like because his name's Kevin and so. <laughs> Just being the fucking shithead and just oh, and get his hair is so wet. I love it. Wet, getting wetter by the day. God, he also like when he interrupted that match, he like threw the chair at Johnny and then just or just kicked. Or Johnny was about to jump off and he just tossed the chair at him. Like he murdered them. Mm-hmm. Brainbuster super kicks and he has the second best one. Yeah, Shawn Michaels is better. Um, yeah, it is. It's just, it's what I love. This is the best show on television. It's, what a clearly defined main event scene. Yeah. Um, like it's these six guys. Yeah. And they're all going to be in one match now. <laughs> um, Ember challenged Raquel, uh, Dakota beat her up. And so we get Ember versus Dakota. To set up the next one, which makes sense. You got to go through the geek to get to the boss. Yep. Got to beat up a bunch uh, of Donovans to get to that boss. Am I right? Sometimes you got to have mm-hmm. the little appetizer before the main course comes. Yep. Uh, Ted DiBiase, LA Knight tried to impress Ted DiBiase and Didn't couldn't get it work, done. It. Hey, this Didn't was, the, um, I will say that was LA Knight actually has something to cut a promo on way better. Um, also, yes, Jake yes. Atlas won again. That's just a fact of yep. life, son. Jake, yes. At- um, fact of life. Jake Atlas wins again, uh, which is cool. Um, I like this is honestly one of the best L.A. night matches that's happened because mm-hmm. Jake Atlas mm-hmm. is very good. And it, it just allowed somebody who's a little bit more of a standard worker like L.A. night to also be able to look good because Jake Atlas can bump. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now Cameron Grimes looks better in the eyes of Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Um, the one thing, I, Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biafsi doesn't feel like the Million Dollar Man to me it, <laughs> in NXT so far. Like it in, in the vignettes, he's been fine. When he comes out there live, he walks. So I can't slowly. get over the fact that he's wearing a pastor suit. Well, that's the thing, dude, because <laughs> he is a pastor. He now he's the million, like now he's the Million Prayer Man. Yeah. And, he needs uh, to like, be wearing his like get one of the he old puts that money suit. jackets. Oh. Yeah, he needs one the 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 jacket with the dollar signs on it. No, like those he earthly needs delights to... no longer fucking fascinate him. I mean, he yes, just... he can still rent out a fucking restaurant. Yes, he can still flex whenever he needs to flex to show everyone that the fucking champ still got it. But at the end of the day, those earthly possessions don't uh don't drive him anymore. It's so that's the, why he goes the, uh... to men's warehouse. You're gonna love the way you're gonna love the way you look. I guarantee it. Like it's a it's a fine normal person suit. It's you know it's he just doesn't feel like the million dollar man. That it it it's been bugging me. And I'm just like because it's almost perfect. Like the, all the pieces of this feud are in like this like storyline going on are great, but it just mm-hmm. he doesn't feel like the million dollar man right now. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like an old guy who. But yeah, but that's because maybe, and I, I'm with you. It would be kind of sick to see him in the fucking uh, in the whole getup. Uh, but yeah, I so I, this definitely does feel like we're leading towards 
the next million dollar man, right? Next million dollar championship. They're probably going to bring it back. Yeah. But so, and I, my guess is in your, it'll be takeover be Grimes versus Knight for the million dollar championship. That's pretty fucking badass. But and I do wonder if the, if that comes with the tutelage of, of the million dollar man, because then we would just kind of start seeing him like we see a fucking Arn or a Tully over on AEW. It just, uh, a guy who's just giving him fucking advice, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of my notes that I just remembered is uh, Beth Phoenix was dressed like a game show host. Well, dude, while fucking Vic and uh, and uh, Wade were just looking like a fucking men's warehouse, say, yeah, come to fucking, you're going to love the way you look. I'll fucking guarantee it because that's exactly what they yeah. were wearing. And then she had, mm-hmm. she brought all the fucking color. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh. Candace and, and Andy she provides had color a... commentary. Isn't that funny? Wow. Wow. I didn't think about it. I didn't wow. think about it until now. Candace That's just and... a fact of life, son. <laughs> Candace and Indy had a tag match against Andrew Marin and Zoe Stark. Uh... Um. I so I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to comment on it. But um, last week on NXT, um, Beth cannot say the name Ramir. Without saying Ramirez, hmm. <laughs> uh, the entire Zeta Ramirez's entire match last week, every single time Beth was said Zeta Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, close, Beth. Just, just cut yourself Not it. off. Uh, Hit Row's gonna feud with Killian and and Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's gonna be fun. And MSK uh, lost to Legato Del Fantasma. Wait, no, no Legato Del Fantasma yeah, lost like, to MSK. I got the people mixed up in my brain. We can't be making these mistakes, Derek. Well, I'm handsome hungry. suit guys versus Mountain Dew. Yes. Uh, also, wait. It was this. It was also this week on NXT that we got the um, emotional crux of the story we that we're seeing between Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis where there's 80 ballot 80s ballads playing and there's oh, yeah. and- she had big headphones yeah Candice was doing an interview shoes. Indy was listening to music and she was listening to 80s power ballads yeah royalty free power ballads yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh but it, the romance is building Ooh. I think I might be the only person who's excited about it and that's okay now, index okay. I enjoy I I don't know. I enjoy. It. It's just something different. Like, I I appreciate it about NXT is like, there's so many different things going on, and I it's mm-hmm. but it still all feels cohesive. You but know, at like least, at least yeah. they're kind of having fun. Oh, it oh, seems like Indies yeah. have, at least some of the Indies having fun. Dexter's having fun. I got this is the Zaylee and Mercedes Martinez vignettes. I oh, love that yeah. Zaylee's like calling back to fucking the, yep. the first May Young Classic and being like, hey. Like you fucking embarrass me like on my first night. It's like, it's like okay, okay. Now like it, you're you're building a bridge of why like you're doing this. Now it makes sense, and I'm more invested in this now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it rocks. Um, yeah, NXT rocks. In your house is gonna rock. Great stuff. Great stuff. Two Kay. weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. When is that? A couple weeks. When? Okay. Um. We got a couple questions from our friend Pow, Emma. Pow, fire them Dr. Blurk. Hell yeah. Um, what's the best meme cat image? Floppa or Bingus? I don't know what those oh, words I mean. I have no yeah, idea what, what any of that is. Floppo? Oh, Floppa? Oh, okay, I'm look- cat. 
Floppa is... Bingus is a naked cat. It's one of those uh, Sphinx cats. I've never... I've never seen a meme with the, the Floppa one. Floppa? P- Two P's? Floppa cat meme. Floppa cat. Yeah, I've never seen Damn one, it. and... Blurg, you got us. Bingus meme. Floppa. Yeah, I've never oh. seen one with a naked cat. I'm not... Oh. I guess I'm not as online as I thought. Uh, Wait, for the two things I've just looked at, what I'm seeing here is Bingus is a very small, very cute naked cat. And okay. uh, Floppa has is a cat Here's with, a, with with ears like a fucking bunny. Here's a picture of the two of them together. Big Floppa, mm. dude. Okay, yeah. Flop. I guess that's not my sure. brand of meme. So yeah, for sure. I, yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. But if if I, if the question is being posed to us now, I gotta go Floppa. Yeah, I, Wop, I, Waka Floppa Flame. But the more I'm looking at Bingus, he's actually cute as fuck. Yeah, that's I a, like both. This is no more brother wars. I didn't realize. I mean, it's the two of them together. Um, Bingus, uh, that's just Mew, the Pokemon Mew. Yeah. Yeah. That's just Mew. Which I kind of like, too. I don't, don't make me choose. They're both beautiful. But I'm going to go with the floppy ear one. I don't know. I kind of like Bingus. He's looking around my soul, and here's a a Game Boy, a Game Boy cover that says Bingus Quest. I'd play it. I'd play it. I'd play Bingus Quest. I'd play it. Um, would you rather eat wet dog food or wet cat food for a week? Yo, I hate wet animal food more than fucking anything. It smells so bad. Yeah, no, it makes my stomach upset. It. I would rather die. That's an Kill food. me. Cat food because it's a smaller can. Hmm. Uh, true. I will. Hmm. I mean, but can we? Uh, no. This is what's giving you sustenance for a week. I know. What's not kill being, me? What's not being discussed here though is can we prepare it in our own way? I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. It's gonna fucking be dog shit. Um, no, dog I food. Would, smells true. Um, <laughs> I would go with the cat food just so that I could do a, a um uh di- what was that movie? District Nine. Uh, you know, cosplay because they eat the cat food, the prawns. Mm. Yeah, I mean, people I dress as a prawn and eat the cat food. I would probably go with maybe cat food as well, just because I don't eat a lot. Of, I don't. Eat, I don't eat red meat, so I think there's a lot more fish ch- and chicken options when it comes to the cat food. Also, like there was like there was some wet cat food we bought our cats yesterday for like a little special treat that was like shrimp and prawns and gravy or something. I was like, I could probably get down on that. I could probably get down on that if someone fucking made mm-hmm. me. So. It smells. It smells. I can it, smell, smell it right now. Makes the, me mad. They, they eat the cat food. I would cook it up though, dude. I, I mean, I'm sorry uh, if I have to eat it raw. I'll eat it raw, but I'll fucking. I'd rather. Uh, I'm just gonna turn from a gelatinous blob into like a yeah. loose gravy. Yeah, that was my next game in high school. Gravy. Loose gravy. What's God, up, what's up LG? If you. If you cook it, it's gonna stink up your house even more. You're a madman. Yeah. What if you found out that the the company LG, like the cell phone company, it's just stood for loose gravy this whole time? Whoa, <laughs> that'd be tight. I would I would throw away my iPhone and buy an LG phone. Yeah, what kind of TV you got? I got the new loose gravy. It's the 4K one. Yeah. Uh, best air freshener smell. Oh fuck! I got a lot to say about this because fuck. of my line of work. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. Whatever candles that Jenna gets from the uh, fucking Candle Land, what's it called? Bath and Body Works. B and B Dubs, BB Dubs. Candle Land. BB Dubs. Yeah, I I like. I used to go around and and uh, sniff my way around to Bath and Body Works every every once in a while when I was at the Carter Mall. I'd go fucking sniff. I'd go get my snoot hanging out in there for a while. But 
I'm a big fan of uh, mm. all the uh, baked good smells. It's just because I like cinnamon and stuff like that. Mm, we, yeah, it's true. We have one of those essential. This isn't not even the question, right? Is it air freshener like? Are you meaning like car? Like what you? I think that's the main question. New, new car, car scent. Yeah. It's still it's still good. It's a classic for a reason. I I'm a pine. I like everything to smell like trees. I haven't put an air freshener in my car because like uh, it is bro. still it is still newish. Uh, but once it starts getting that me stink in there, um, I'm gonna start. I mean, I'm gonna make it smell like trees. I I have a lot of uh, scents from my job that are like. You there's have, one called Bonfire Beach. It you smells have like, scents. <laughs> Hardly got him. They should really be paying you in dollars, Derek. Yeah, I I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's different ones. There's like a it smells like marshmallow and a fire at the same time. That one rocks. Um, like cedary ones. I like that. I like I like uh quote unquote like typical like man manly sense, like but like tobacco bourbon and that, spit. <laughs> no, like tobacco I, bourbon spit long clippings. I like things that smell like wood and things that smell like trees. Yeah, that's you, that's you're, my you're, boners and weed. You're the you're in the market for a mandel. Everyone that those are being marketed. Man, uh, yes, I worked at Target at the time. <laughs> yeah, I bought. I bought. I swear to God, I I ripped the sticker off. But the the candle that I keep I keep in in my room here is uh, the fuck the brand is seriously. It's called like mansplaining or something. It's insanely like gross. Yeah, it is. I hate that kind of branding, which is why it's hard for me to find the sense that I like. Also, it's, like, no, it's called it's called uh, it's like mandulgence or something like that. It's like it's oh my like, god, you're, you're yeah. literally using manscape though. Like you're, you're in- I was literally gonna say we we before we were recording we were all talking talking about you know the three yeah. out of the four of us own a manscaped uh, lawnmower uh, yeah. ball said, trimmer. When I'm about, when I'm about to use it, and, and I say I fucking take a hatchet to it. <laughs> yeah, I I like I don't like the branding. Still, it's like I've been trying to experiment with new soaps to like make myself smell like trees Fuck. and. It's all just like fucking Dr. Squatch. You're a stinky man. Get this dirty Squatch. It's like, <laughs> yo, there's a reason I don't buy Axe body spray yeah. because I want to smell like pine and cedar, not like fucking ashtray ass. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, that, that'll, that wasn't a good that was, fucking onyx. Yeah, onyx, I mean, dude, what, what's cobalt. funny, I was um, Steelix. I, the, uh, the week that we Graveler. were not, um, doing the podcast, I was uh, at the Midwest uh, for a wedding for Jenna's cousin, and I'm like, I just didn't bring any cologne or anything because, like, I don't have any travel size bottles. I didn't want to buy any. So I was like, hey, we'll run to Target. We'll probably have something there. Well, the Target that we went to over there, and I haven't been to a Target over here in a while. So I don't know if it's happened mm-hmm. over here, but they had like there was like the regular aisles, and there was like the beauty aisles. But then right in the middle of that now, they have uh, the man aisle now, which Fuck is yeah, like, now I can finally like go, the, dude. it's like, you know, the razors are, they have like Harry's and all this shit and like all the different beard oils. But it was like randomly all of a sudden became like, you're not in a store. It's like rustic. It's like hardwood yeah. floor. Yeah. It's like all this stuff. And it's like, oh, 
This is so funny. Like, is, that mo- is that a moose head hanging on the wall? Yeah, it's like shit like that. And it's like trying to look like this is for the men. And it's like, we yeah, just put it's it like, in the same aisles as everything else. It's like, yeah, maybe we can just normalize yeah. men taking care of themselves hygienically. Oh. Yeah, like it's it's du- it's so dumb. So it's like, I just name it. Was uh, Duke Cannon was the brand. And Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon. And then the, mm-hmm. the, the scent brother. itself. Was, good NXT wrestler name. Was Sawtooth. Oh, yeah, dude, like, that's a good name for something that would smell typically like what we're talking about here. I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you. There's a certain scent that does, uh, that does that does get me going there. You know, I like a good uh, I like a good scent like that. It, it awakens the brain, awakens it the brain, and awakens the body in many ways, in ways yeah. that are unspeakable. I don't know. I just I just smell pine and I get hard. <laughs> anyway, he wants to go camping. I like to go out in nature, get my dick hard. Hey, tell him how you get your dick hard. <laughs> Going for hikes. Um, I go. Oh, yeah, I can't go on hikes. <laughs> can't go on hikes. I think. Pants. I think. I think that's the show, guys. That's it, dude. We did an awful did job of answering it. the questions. No, uh, we did. I, we you answered know, the you know last said, one. Though, and, and you know what? Anyone out there? I've thought about this long enough and haven't done anything, and we'll never. That you can have it. I thought a good idea would be to get into the. I feel like there's just not. Uh, 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 a market for like quote unquote masculine um, laundry detergent. And I'm like, someone's got to get into that. And I was thinking, what you can do is just make some like generic ass fucking like you know pine whatever fucking cedar wood and tobacco whatever fucking smells. Put it in there, but then call it something like laundry that's not for pussies or like laundry <laughs> like make it like really like push it push it extra hard no, in the way of like I, that's like the indulging. name of it laundry that's not for pussies and like but not is like people capitalize yeah. underline and you, we, we'd be like cute with it like the two s's would be like little asterisk stars so we're not actually writing the word on there or whatever but like what it would, but then like people would be like oh dude that's so sick i'm gonna get it and then actually guys would start doing their own laundry you know what I mean? I, man, I am just really weighing Do the, the pros and cons the- of naming our episode <laughs> laundry that's not for pussies now. Does the end justify the means for the, because um, like, I see what you're trying to do is it, like, have, like, Take it away from just being a stereotypical feminine thing that you do laundry. Like really push hard the other way to, to kind of get over that line. So yes. at the end of the day, is that, is that okay? Because even though it's a very just awful name, it just marketed towards like the lowest common denominator of that kind of people. Yeah. yeah. But then it gets yeah. them to kind of turn that whole thing around, which is blowing my mind here. This is what I'm saying. How has it not happened yet? See – the thing with this is it's weird in my brain because laundry is what I do. Um, yeah, laundry yeah. is what my dad did. That's because you're, you're a pussy. Yeah. You couldn't <laughs> use a detergent. But I bet I you feel like less of a man every time it smells like fucking springtime, huh? No, it smells great. <laughs> I, I wish it I smelled use... like fucking burnt leaves and dick. <laughs> I use... I use too much. I use too much detergent because I like how it smells. I love the smell of clean laundry. That's what I'm saying. This product that I'm talking about is not geared towards you. Yeah, yeah. I was also forced. My mom was just like, "I got three sons similar to the same age. I'm not doing this." So we all had to learn pretty Mm -hmm. quick how to do our own laundry, and I'm I'm grateful for it. But there's a lot of why is there so many crusty socks? There's a lot of folks. Yeah, don't worry. I'll I'll wash it myself. Don't worry. Um, but like, uh, there's a lot of people out there who have not. And don't, mm-hmm. and that's you know, and maybe it's because no one's been pushed that way. But you see a fun little, little like, oh, look at that laundry detergent. I kind of like to buy. It. it actually smells pretty good. I can't wait to go home and do my laundry. 
How about we just change the mm. world? I'm I miss good smelling laundry. Both Andy and I are super allergic to uh, most yes. detergent. Yes, uh, and so Katie's uh, Katie's the same way, and so we get the scent list, and I'm always I'm always sneaking good smells of the other ones, and by we can never buy it. <laughs> I can probably buy it for myself, but you know why? That's a waste of fucking money. Yeah, because because you you don't want to do your own laundry. No, I do my own laundry. I just don't want to buy a whole. I don't want to. I really uh-huh. do my own laundry, but uh-huh. I don't want to do my. I don't want to do, do my. Uh, you do do in your laundry. I do do my laundry. Do do. has to do it again. Wow. Can you wash this? I accidentally doodooed. I did it straight in the. No, I'm just saying. I did it straight on it. I don't want to buy my own laundry detergent. It seems like a waste of money. All right. Final question before we wrap this up: um, Do you fold it and put it away, or are you a hamper guy? Like you just leave it there um, and just gotta grab it. I just so I what I do is I leave it in the hamper until I really need to start putting dirty clothes back in the hamper and then I'll fold it and put it away. <laughs> and I tell myself um, I'm gonna fold it right away, but I never do. It it usually sits in the hamper for about two or three days, or it'll sit in the dryer for about a week and a half. And you just yeah. grab from the dryer. Mm-hmm. But now our dryer's in the basement, so it's like a I really have to make a trek. Um I might get better at mm. it. Yeah, um, Anya and I have had such little like clothes storage space. The we're we're moving at the end of the month somewhere new. Still haven't fully figured out where, but uh, wherever it is, we'll have guarantee better closet space and clothes storage than what we've had, which yeah. was none. Uh, so uh, for the last like two years, basically, it's just been clothes pile, yeah, the dirty clothes pile and the clean clothes pile. Yeah, then yeah. it becomes one big pile. I'm like, uh. Yikes. What was what? I've been there. I've been there. I guess I'll just buy new clothes. <laughs> Dude, been there. Uh, I hang all my shirts up and I put my laundry away. I'm very particular like about clean, my laundry. I, I would say if, if I had to pick us out of a lineup, I'd say you probably had the best um, grooming uh, habits. Or I, I would cl- I would include that into the world of grooming habit, like you know what I mean, or like uh, yeah, whatever that whatever that is. I would from visual alone, I would pick that out. I've always been scared of coming off as dirty my whole life, right, dude? So that. that has never been. I've like I overcorrect. Mm. See, my- I just I whenever I whenever I'm wearing makeup, it's usually just covering up how dirty I am. So <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm I, I'm just a scuzzy individual that then just like puts glitter on top of that and no one can tell. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm like an ashtray that someone dumps some craft supplies into. And it's just like, hey, look at that cool ashtray. <laughs> yeah, it's this it's it's different methods to get to the same place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the show. I gotta piss. Happy Russo. Um Happy Russo. Thank day. you. Thank you all for Thanks, listening. Bro. Do the podcast stuff. Um, and Russell Boys 316 says, if you're tired of smelling like a silly, silly little girl, get this dude doodry and Called by the right name. don't smell like... Wait, this, does this label say that this fabric softener will make my dick bigger, dude? <laughs> Call by the right get name if you're going to do it. It's fabric doodry. softener, dick hardener. If you would let me... Oh, yes. if you... Dick lengthener. Uh, get this... Get, get this doodry, the laundry that is not for pussies. Doodry. Oh no, that's working title. Doodry. I like it. Oof.